Welcome to another edition of Movies on the Rocks. We are your friends and compadres, the Motor Um, As always, I am I am one of the three amazing co-hosts. I am Bebel. I was gonna, I'm just going to not even give my, my first name anymore. It's going to be Bebel from now on. Um, Bebel. And then, of course, you have my brother, Goody. Hello, hello, hello. And, of course, as always... Like I said last week, the Martin Short to our three amigos. Once again, I'll say it twice because it's twice as nice. Derek. I don't. I don't even know. You know what? <laughs> Whatever. That's fine. Hey, everybody. Should I call you? Should you I know call who you? Martin the, Short is. Do you know who Martin do, Short is? Do you know who Martin? Because you were because you were born in 1989. I don't know if you know who Martin Short is. All right, you brought it. I got a lovely comment. Okay, in case anyone has been following our Instagram. <laughs> we got a lovely comment from somebody who loved to let's, let's just see, see they said something about um let's see here uh <laughs> if you're an 89 baby then you'll never actually be considered an 80s kid <laughs> listen here you know who you are <laughs> Oh shit! Fuck off! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! Jeez. There you go, Derek. Good job. Nice yeah. work. That's telling them, Derek. Way to assert, assert yourself. Hey, yes, look, that- look! I'm immortalized in digital form on every podcast <laughs> out there. Okay. This is. I can is, delete your your comment. <laughs> this, is, this isn't a dick measuring competition, okay, there, buddy. All right. So. Wow. Whatever, whatever. Moving on. Oh, oh, Jesus. Anyways. All right. Well, as always, we are the Modi Boys. We are here to uh, entertain you guys and uh, and let you you talk about motion pictures, pop culture, video game, anime, whatever, whatever your heart's desire is. uh, We're here to talk about that as well as um, talk about every episode, a movie review that is Brought to you in alphabetical order, regardless of genre. Uh, last week, it was the uh, 80s cult classic known as Crow. Uh, this week, it is also the 80s, I, I don't know if it's a cult classic, but modestly successful motion picture known as The Last Starfighter, which, strangely, which, not strangely enough, I'm, I'm happy to say I checked the Rotten Tomatoes score on it. It's a 70, 72% on Rotten Tomatoes, which... Isn't half bad for the kind of movie that it was. It was actually I, I love that movie. I can't I can't say enough things about it. But I was surprised at what kind of score it had on Rotten Tomatoes. But either way, uh, it's this week is the last Starfighter. Um, but before we get into that, we want to go ahead and you know, as always, we have a discretionary message for the motion picture for the podcast. Uh, please, Goody, if you don't mind, go ahead and give us a whirl. Hello, everyone. Uh, once again, as always, uh, this is Movie on the Rocks, which, as the name tells you, we're going to be drinking, we're going to be consuming, uh, we're going to be enjoying alcoholic beverages. And um, in so doing, we invite you to join us into this in this journey of inebriation and also celebration of all things pop culture slash movie of the episode. Anyway, but that being said, uh, we ask that if you're going to be having a good time with us and drinking with us, uh, that you do so responsibly and you do so in accordance with all the laws, rules, and regulations of your respective territories. So if you're not allowed to drink in your area for whatever reason, maybe you're below the minimum age, uh, then please do not um, because we want us all to have a good time, but have a good time responsibly. Um, you could just that- drink like a virgin screwdriver. 
It's just orange juice, right? Isn't that all that is? Yeah, that's all. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Or, you can drink that. Sure. Just call it a screwdriver. It's just a virgin screwdriver. Just a virgin screwdriver. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Also, also, uh, as well, I just pretty much said, we are going to be getting a little bit of a, things may get a little bit uh, tipsy. And so things might get a little saucy, a little spicy in our language. Um, and it's all being done in good fun, having a good time uh, with all of us. You know, we're just hanging out like, like friends, just, just chatting, shooting the breeze, if you will. Uh, so please don't take anything too seriously. And if you do, and if you're offended by anything that we say, we do apologize. It's not, it's not our intention. Our intention is just to have a good time. Uh, and so, uh, all right, there we are. Enjoy Cheers. us. Yeah, Shanta. I just cracked open another one, so let's there go. There we go. Let's Cheers, do it. Cheers, right. everybody. Salute. So uh, before we get started on the uh, on the noticias, as they say in the Spanish tongue, uh, we will go ahead and talk about what we are drinking tonight. Goody, what are you partaking or imbibing at the moment? Right now, just took a nice big swig of it. I'm just having a regular rum and coke. Uh, it's actually one of those, again, those bottles of the... Um, the Coca-Cola is from south of the border. Uh, you know, the ones that the Mexican Cokes. Mexican that, Cokes, yep, amazing. That are made with the, it's, it's cane sugar, right, as opposed to the corn syrup that we make here in the States. Uh, and I am mixing it with a uh, just a regular four-year-old Bacardi Añejo. It's a nice little, nice. little easy rum there. Nice. A, little bit, nice. a little bit more expensive than the silver one. Not quite as expensive as the eight-year-old or above, but it's nice. It's a it's, good it one. It does a trick. It does a trick. It oh, definitely does a trick. It most certainly does. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And uh, Derek, what are you partaking of tonight? So, this week I have a real beer. And I guess it's a robot. Uh, somebody's going to talk shit. It'll be fine. Um, Corona Premier. Um, I'm trying to watch my physique, my, my, uh, my slim figure. And it's only got two and a half carbs. So, yeah, I'll be throwing these back all night. I, I will say this. Yeah, normally we'd probably brag on that, but you know what? I love those. I really do. They're actually lighter than Corona Light, and I'll be honest, when we have uh, the intermission that we tend to do, I'll probably have that one before I fill up my glass with a cocktail, because I sometimes I call it and to hydrate myself, so I'll get one of those. But still, those are nice, easy drinking beers. <laughs> I need to hydrate I myself like with different liquor. <laughs> yes. Well, well, I mean, I mean, I mean it is perfect for the beach. Like, it's, yes. I like it perfect. a lot. It's just perfect. Slightly, no, I gonna it's even lighter than a Corona Light. I mean, what, what can you it's, ask for? For the beast, dude. We when we usually go to um, the Santa Santa we usually take like a twenty four pack, and we we have to refill, like we have to get we have to replenish that store that amount like halfway through the week. So yeah, it's 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 a great beer, dude. Good job. I had never had it before. Somebody had it and handed it over, and uh, I, I was at a buddy's, and they, they let me taste one. Yeah. It's good, not. dude. You know, it's good. Man, it's, good. Up. it's not as hard to find as some of those other ciders and stuff there. No, no, it's not. It's not. It's not. But it's it's worth it. It's definitely worth. It's definitely worth the. Uh, it's the, a the, nice not drink. Smooth, easy beach beer. Love it. Well, exactly. I'm like five minutes in, and I'm three deep. So <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, works. That's, that's, that's uh, the other. The other part of it is as much the, as a regular beer, I guess. I don't know. The, the, the other part of it is when you're drinking Corona Premier, it's really not about quality, though. At that point, it's about quantity. You know, it's also, you know, yeah. And what I love is I come in after I've been doing some hard work outside, you know, I'm making rail railroads. I don't know what I'm doing. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's a nice drink, like a nice and easy thing. When you, could, you could have water or something a little spicier. And that's oh, why I go for the Premier. Premier, it's nice and... Premier? It's a, the Premier? The Premier. The Premier. <laughs> The premier. Oh god! Oh god! Here we go, baby! Here we premier. go! All right, all right. I think, so, I think we just found our episode name: the premier. Oh <laughs> god! Tomas, 
Bebo, whatever it is you're going by. Today, 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 I'm doing a little something, a little, like Goody says, spicy. So, um... So my dad came over this weekend, so I finally was able to open a bottle of my uh, that plantation rum I told you guys about. So I had some. It is amazing. I have it on the rocks, but I also have a, a turvis full of uh, Bacardi and Coke as well because I'm, I'm not, I don't have time to go down and make another Bacard, another rock plantation on the rocks with a refill. But because I think I'll get through it pretty fast, I'm already almost done with it. But essentially, it is a it is a single cask barrel rum. All right, and the thing with that rum though is that it's it was distilled in. It says it on the box, on the bottle, on the bottle. It says it's a single cast barrel rum. It was distilled in 1997. It was aged for 15 and a half years in a bourbon cask. Then it was aged again for another six years in a Ferrand cask. I have no idea what that is. And then, and after that, it was then aged in a in something called a Turchamon cask, Turchamon whiskey barrel. So it's it's the craziest rum I've ever had. It's sweet like rum, like regular rum, but the aftertaste is like smoky. I'm not even lying. Like I know it may not seem appetizing or even think that it tastes good, but it tastes great. And then that smokiness that comes up that you can smell it because you can smell it. You can smell it from the from the you know from the from the back of your throat and your I've sinuses. Never, I've honestly never had a drink that I wanted to like, like that it's had a scent other than alcohol. I know, and it and it snuck up on me and my dad. We were I was like I was like as soon as I had a sip and he had a sip because we, we I poured it and we had a sip at the same time. I look at him. I go, "Do you smell smoke?" He's like, "I do," and I'm like, "Is that the rum?" He's like, I think it is. And it was that, dude. The rum, because I just had some, I've had some now. And the rum has, and of course I had some after. I realized that it was the rum. The rum has like a smoky kind of burnt aftertaste that you just kind of smell in your sinuses from the inside of your mouth. It's wild. But it's so good and so smooth. It's fantastic. Can't lie. Sounds tasty. It is tasty. Have some. It doesn't. It doesn't sound as appetizing as as it is. It's really good. It's really strange. It totally. It okay. And for lack of other better words, it totally fucked my shit up. I was like, "What is this? What am I having?" Uh, so, I'm pretty I mean, sure in the entirety of the English language, there may have been better words than that. May have been better <laughs> words, but it was. It's. It's. It's I'm not call as. You ap- out on that. It's not as apropos as apropos as fucked my shit up. So, I tell you that right now. <laughs> I never thought in my many years of living on this planet that I would hear apropos and fuck my shit up in the same sentence. <laughs> I'm so I mean, glad I've had this moment to experience with everyone out there. Yes, this is what we yes, need yes. As 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 you know, as well as we are, uh, uh, you know, uh, artisans of comedy on this show. We are also artisans. Exactly. Really? This, Art- is, this is an artisanal product here. <laughs> this is an artisanal comedy. Next, it's an artisanal next comedy. Next handlebar mustaches and your yes. Uh, yes. and your steampunk light bulbs. There's also and of course world. and of course of course every episode I wear a bowler hat and goggles. So yes, yes. As a matter of fact. Oh, yes. oh my god. Okay. Now it's time to move on. Now full <laughs> disclosure, I do love steampunk though. I know really <laughs> you do, Goody. I'm not. You I, do. I mean, I'm never going to dress like it because. It's not my thing, but I love steampunk. If, anyway. if Goody had an opportunity to dress like steampunk, he would. I, I, no, I, actually, I wouldn't. I'm, I'm not that cool. No, you're not. You would. No. Goody's just waiting for that anime world to yes. happen where you get transported into a steampunk world, and he's like that- shitting himself over. He's like, he's like, he's like, I'd rather be. Yes. 
Ready, like, player, want, Ready Player want, One shows up. My avatar is like, shut up, steampunk all the time. Everyone's like, why are you always steampunk? I'm like, why aren't you always steampunk? <laughs> I want to be Astro Boy. Anyways, oh, but not, yeah. it's not even steampunk, bro. <laughs> I know. What, oh, was, it was, right. what was that? Was that Steam Boy? Was he Steam Boy? No, was Steam, that? Boy. Steam Boy. I knew Steam you were going to bring it up. Yes. 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 <laughs> Directed by the great Katsuhiro Tomo. Anyways, that's uh, um, a good movie. Anyone who hasn't seen it, go check it out. All right. Yeah, it is. It is. It's worth it. All right. Well, Goody, now that we've done all the alcohol and we've done the discretionary message, uh, as always, we will take it down to the news desk. News. News of the day. News of the day. Oh, news of the day. News of the day. News of the day. I so. Will not- participate in this <laughs> it never really gets old it's so, right. fantastic you know, what is the first news people around the world are turning down the radio so they don't have to hear our well that's war europe attacked go ahead what happened sorry what's the first news article thursday september 17th in the year of our lord 2020 Anno Domini. This is okay. This has been the most shit year ever, and we're not going to celebrate or, it right now. Or, or the common era. <laughs> this is for all for all you podcast kids. Ten thousand years from now, when you're floating in Alpha Centauri, and you're like, "Oh, let's get some oldies going." Here we go. Anyway, so the big news, big well, big in news the in terms year of, ten thousand. Oh, no, no. All right. So the big not well, big news for us in terms of pop culture and all that. It's for me because again, video game guy here. Uh, just yesterday. Uh, Sony had their kind of PS5 reveal uh, after all the hemming and hawing and all this stuff uh, and actually kind of beaten out by the gate by, um, by Microsoft Xbox. Um, Sony finally officially revealed the prices for their two uh, PlayStation 5, along with other stuff which I'll get into, two PS5s. Um, basically, it's the same system. Uh, the guts are all the same. And, I'm, and there's a reason why I'm bringing that up now. But if you want to have your PS5 with an optical drive, uh, then you will have to pay $499. But if you want to have the same guts, same capability, all that, uh, but just a full digital version of it, no optical drive, you're just going to have to download everything, uh, then you will have to pay, uh, actually, for a lot of people, uh, only $399. So it's a $100 difference uh, to get the all-digital version or the one with the optical drive if you want to do that. Now... The reason why I say, uh, I made a big point of saying, you know, it's the same system, same guts, all that, same hard drive space, which was kind of surprising to me because if you're one of the digital version of it, um, you want to have a little bit more hard drive space. But apparently the hard drives are having, they're going to be using is a, not a standard regular one. It's, it's a solid state drive, but it's, it's, it's 825 gig solid state drive. Not quite the terabyte, but not quite. It's, it's away from the industry standards, apparently. It's what they wanted to do for this. Um, but it's the same... Uh, GPUs and all that stuff. So same graphics processors, all that stuff between the two of them. The reason why I say that is because it seems to be what what some are saying is that Sony basically waited so long on revealing the price for the system because they wanted to see what Microsoft was going to do, what the Xbox was going to be. Xbox Series X and the Xbox Series S. You know, they're kind of, you know, next-gen competitors. Um, The difference, though, and this is what one assumes PlayStation is going to do is that you can get the Xbox series X, which is going to be the same price as the PlayStation five, uh, optical drive, 
version $500. Or you can get the Xbox Series S, as in Snake, for only $300, okay? The thing is, though, is that they are not the same machine. Like, the Series yeah. S is notably weaker yeah. than yeah. the Xbox, the Series X and the PS5. So you're paying a lower price point, but you're getting a lower-tiered machine, as opposed to the Xbox, the PlayStation, which you drop another 100 bucks and you're going to be getting more power for it. Um, which some so have said, a question about Yeah, that. go ahead. Do you think the Xbox Series S the lower tier model is the grandparent gift. You know what I'm talking about? Like the kid says, I want the new Xbox. And then grandparents come back with the S when they wanted the X. Right. Um, Yeah. I, I, that might be what's going to happen. And that's going to probably be like what happens like when um, switch came out, the switch light, and make those were available and not the regular switch was available. And so the kick of the switch light, and then it was like clearly not as good as this, the original, the regular switch. Um, yeah. for different reasons. I mean, they, 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 they labeled that switch light as a much more, uh, wide demographic than I think it really turned out to be right it, it, for the, for the really solid fit of who would work best with that. It's really like a game boy replacement, right? A giant upgrade to a game boy. Um, for those people that are always playing games and always mobile or never connected to a TV, right? Well, yeah, exactly. But the problem is that you cannot connect to anything, though. Once you have the Switch Lite, you can't take off the controllers. You can't dock it. It has none of that capability. It's just a smaller version of the Switch, um, but it has none of... You can't put it on a big TV or anything. So, yeah, yeah. And that became a big... I mean, for a lot of people, that became, you know, a you know, no-go. But... Um, it, it could be, and the thing is that, like, what one of the things I've been reading about is that a lot of the problem with a lot of developers are like, okay, so now we have to make sure our game works on all these different tiers of console, and because you cannot make an Xbox game, a game for Xbox that will not work on both. All right, you can't. They're not going to allow that to happen. Oh, dude, that's rough. So, like, when you're a developer, like, you, really you're now really being sucks. hamstrung. You're hamstrung, you know, and that's well. Yeah, that's you're always going to be tied back by the the weaker of the two systems. You're never going to be able to push that Xbox X system to its brink to give you the crispest image or the farthest drawing or the um, you know quickest response or, or frame rate or whatever. You know. Yeah, so it's um, that's going to be really problematic. I think for for devs. Uh, I mean, yeah, they've always had to like kind of have to maneuver things here and there because, like, you know. The Xbox, because you know, honestly, Xbox, the Series X tends to have a little bit more graphical power than the PS5, but they're not. I mean, it's it's in the grand scheme of things, not too difficult. But like, we're talking like, let's say, for example, PS5, you you pay the 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 three hundred dollars. Uh, I'm sorry, the four hundred dollars for the PS5, right? And it's like something like whatever the eleven, the ten or eleven teraflops. But if you get the Series S, uh, it's like four. Like, it's a notable... Such a stark difference. Yeah, it is. At least in, in terms of the numbers game there. So that's going to be interesting for this generation, how when developers have to make stuff, make sure it can run on both Xboxes because, you know, Microsoft is not going to allow someone to make it run only on one or the other. Yeah, exactly. And they're going to say only compatible with the Series X. Uh, I doubt that. So it's just going to, you know... I, I mean, and I get what Microsoft is doing. It makes sense. Like, they want to get people in. And so for some people... $300 to get to next gen is great. 
Um, but I mean, with some differences, whereas you can drop another hundred bucks and you get the PS5 and it's better than the other one, but not quite as much as paying for a Series X. I don't know. Um, the Sony's release dates for those, uh, November 12th is going to be when it releases in a few countries, US, Japan, um, Australia, New Zealand, uh, a couple other states. And it won't be until November 19th where it is going to be released for the rest of the planet. So basically November 12th, a couple countries, a few countries here and there, and then everywhere else in the world, um, which means Europe, because Europe doesn't have the November 12th. It's November 19th for everyone else. Um, and they also, of course, dropped some more news beyond just the systems. Um, they did some reveals. Which one are you going to buy, though? Me? Yeah. Um, oh, see, I don't know. Uh, because one of the things that came out was that they said that um, PlayStation 5 is going to be 99% compatible with PS4. Um, they said on the presentation? No, 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 no. In, another, in an interview, you know, oh. away from that. 99% compatible with PS4. Well, well, here's the thing. Does that, they didn't specify if that means, 99, as of right now anyway, 99% compatible does that mean with the disc or like, you know, with not? Because I've got a crap ton of PS4 games, both digital and hard copy. And if it won't run on disc, then I have these empty discs here. They're not, they're not going to be doing anything, right? Well, and if you have the digital copy, will it, um, will it allow you to carry over to well, the and that's And that and that's still has yet to be uh, determined or, or revealed to us. Yeah. So, so I, had a, I had a digital of LA Noir and it didn't allow me to carry over LA Noir to my PS4 from the PS3. Yeah. I get yeah. So um so I don't know. Um it, it, I have to wait and see on that. Because I got a lot of stuff. And if not, then I'm just gonna be riding two systems for a while. I mean I'm not gonna get some release on launch date, which is another thing I'll mention right now. The uh compete the the total fuster cluck that was the pre order <laughs> debacle that happened overnight like last night of the overnight on the sixteenth and today, um, which I'll get into. But like, I'm 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 definitely I'm not an early adopter guy usually, so I'm not going to mm. be there day one. I'm going to wait for some of this to settle for them to reveal, so I need to know so I can know whether I can you know will I be able to confidently trade in my PS4 and put that money towards a PS5, or am I going to have to hold on to my PS4 for a while to finish up whatever I can? Uh, at least the the hard copy stuff that they say. Oh yeah, your digital PS4 games are going to be able to transfer over. Then that's I mean, I'm okay. I'm good with that. I'm good with that. The hard copy. Stuff. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna you know dig my heels into the sand and say I'll buy the next PlayStation that lets me play my current PS3 games because that's the only console I have on my Switch. And uh, it'll yeah, never. That's, a, that's not going to happen. That's a negative. That's nope. a negative, bro. Negative goes right. The pattern is full. Yeah. yeah, so uh, no, it won't. But uh, what I was talking about, the big debacle that happened was that as part of their announcement, and I'm gonna, I mentioned a couple of games, but as part of their announcement, um, they had said, Sony had said that today, well, today meaning, well, they said the 17th, the next day, right, today now, as the point of this recording, uh, they're going to open up pre-orders, you know, on the 17th, so people can start pre-ordering stuff from, you know, whatever retailer they want to. Cool. And then retailers jump the gun. And like, there's a famous now, now famous, like Walmart tweeted out, we had something to the effect of, wait, wait for your pre-order date. Nah, that's not like us. Start pre-ordering now. And so when they did that, 
you know, GameStop started doing that. A bunch of retailers just sort of opened up the floodgates of re of pre-orders uh, before the time at which that Sony said pre-orders were going to happen. Oh, that sounds, you know what that reminds me of, dude? It reminds me of whenever we have uh, the iPhone release <laughs> at work. <laughs> well, what ends up happening. It's a complete disaster. It, it was, what, it was a disaster of people that you've got people that are like loyal, you know, fans of the system. And they're waiting for, they, they signed up and registered for that whole, you know, e- Sony said, we'll email you when the pre-orders are going to happen. And then that never happened because Sony didn't make the announcement. It was retailers made the announcement. And then when people heard about that, everyone's rushing to all these, you know, you know, different retailers, different sites. And it, it was a whole thing that kind of happened with the uh, SNES Classic and the NES Classic was that you would, you, it would sold out and then it'd be, oh, in stock, you click on it. And in between you trying to pay or not, it'd be out of stock or it'd be in your cart and then suddenly disappear from your cart. So a lot that of people, well, basically to the point is as of this moment, uh, you know, in the evening of September 17th, there are no pre-orders available anywhere. Like they all pre-orders have been sold out. Basically, uh, if you did not pre-order your system magically in the last amount of time, then you're not getting your PS5 on uh, launch day, as of right now, anyway. I can wait. Yeah, me too, man. I'm, I'm gonna wait. <laughs> let let them do some firmware the, updates and stuff, let, and yeah, then let, let the crazies have one because for at least for the interim, like for the next year or so. Unless it's a PS5 exclusive, it'll be on PS4, and I'll be okay. Yeah, there's a few of them like that. We're just going to have to wait for it to be on iStock now. Did you guys ever use that site? No. Uh, It's how I got all of my – when I got my – my what is it? The Nintendo Classic and the Super Nintendo Classic. Even when I got my Switch, they were all sold out. You couldn't get them anywhere. There's a stop. There's a site called iStock now, and they only cover like I don't know, like thirty products. But you can basically don't tell anybody. Don't tell anybody. Why not? I already said the website. Anyway, um, yeah, whatever you want, and it will notify you like every ten minutes that a product is available. And I like ended up driving twenty minutes to a Target in the middle of nowhere, and they had the the switch. Like I had two of them just sitting on the shelf. Shit. Actually, so, I, I have used that site. I remember using that site for the SNES Classic way back yeah. when. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. But it, um, to, to anybody who's listening, as of right now, when we're recording, the PS5 is not listed yet. You can suggest it. I'll do it for you in just a moment. Um, so that they'll, uh, well, actually, everybody, everybody go suggest it on the site so that they've got a reason to go and track the PS5. So we can all get one. All right, uh, Goody can get one. I'm not going to buy one. Goody can get one. Yeah, right. No, no, I'm not. A, I'm really not in a hurry. I got enough of a backlog that I'm not worried about that. Um, other announcements they made at this uh, Sony presentation. Uh, they announced they dropped a teaser for the new uh, God of War game, God of War Ragnarok, coming in 2021. Basically, that's all you got from the teaser. Um, there's nothing really else about that. It's just his voice. Who does his voice, by the way? Is it uh, the guy from Christopher Judge from That's Stargate? That's what I thought from Stargate. Like, he sounds like the he guy played, from Stargate. He played the character of Teal'c. Yes, Teal'c, now, it, yeah, Teal'c. It was always someone else that had God of War before. They did Kratos' voice in the other series, but for the new God of War uh, on the PS4, and then now this one, it's been it's Christopher Judge. Yeah, I was like, it sounded just like I was like, that sounds like Teal'c. Yep, that's him. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, to segue into that, you know they're doing another Stargate SG-1 series. Yeah. Right? Is it SG-1 or just a... I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I, haven't, I They haven't really specified. They just said a Stargate series. Yeah, and all I know is that, from what I understand, they're they they are they're not doing a, like a full-on reboot, but it's going to... 
possibly do you have be in the like, same universe be in the same universe as the sg1 and atlantis Dude, series i'll be and honest, all that. With, you, and I'll be honest and, with you universe which was a great Bro, series Stargate, that was the one that i was so disappointed when they canceled the stargate universe was amazing yeah it was really cool i really like how they going with that show yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Anyway, I digress. So yeah, uh, God of War Ragnarok coming 2021. One of the big reviews, actually a nice lengthy trailer, was uh, they dropped for Final Fantasy 16. Uh, Final Fantasy 16, which um, it's is... It's so crazy we've gotten that far in the series. It's oh, insane. yeah. And that's I, of course, like, haven't even finished 15 by now, so... No, I, I mean, I, I haven't, I haven't, really, I haven't even completed 7. I haven't even completed 7, so either way. Like Wait, the, the original seven or the remakes? Re- like the the original seven. Oh. I never even finished it. Oh, dude, come on now. That's like actually, twenty years. I might, I might trade in fifteen for the Final Fantasy VII remake because I'm not gonna honestly. I'm I got it and I played it for a bit and it just never really clicked with me. I heard good things about it. I'm sure it was a really great game, but it, just, it did not click. The, something about the combat was not. I was not into into it. So anyway, well, Final Fantasy sixteen, uh, which is and this is like. The, for PS5, Sony seems to be like throwing money at Square Enix for different reasons, uh, different things they're doing. Like, for example, the Marvel's Avenger game, making well because they can, you know, well, but like one of those things where Square Enix makes a game like Marvel, the, the Avengers game that just came, that's gonna, you know, that's that's out or is about to be out. No, it's out. I, I, I don't remember now, but um, but like they, Sony, must have thrown a ton of money at Square Enix because. You can play the game, but if you but the Spider-Man character to play as Spider-Man, to use Spider-Man in that game is a Sony exclusive, a PlayStation exclusive, right? And people are like, "How much money did they throw at Square Enix to make Spider-Man exclusive to only PlayStation owners?" Um, well, on top of that, in other ways, Final Fantasy 16, because from way from what it says, uh, Final Fantasy 16 will be only on PS5, not even PS4, but only on PS5 uh, for the first six months of its release. And then after that, it'll be available on PCs, but for another six months. But it will not be available on any other consoles, quote unquote. We should be talking about Xbox here uh, for at least a year after its release. Is what they're doing. It's a very nice, lengthy, timed exclusive. I guess is what is what they say for that. You know what this means, right? If you want to play sixteen, you got to get a PS Five. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I can't go and get it on Stadia like I did with 15. <laughs> or you can just wait those six months and play on your PC. I don't no. want to play Three it on it. No. Look, look, I'm all for the PC. Or the, the, what is it? Uh, what is the PC? What's your, PC what's, Master is, Race. Is it, is PC it, is Master it, Race. No, but listen, listen, listen. I'm sorry, Derek, but isn't your, isn't your, like, your, your Twitch handle, uh, I am a girl with big boobies? Isn't that your Twitch handle? Uh, How is that even? What is it even? What? <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. Nineteen eighty nine. I'm a girl. Big movies. Nineteen eighty nine. How is it even related? I'm not even sure why. No, that's so he, even because he's a because he's a PC gamer, dude. He's a PC people gamer. people Twitch stream on consoles too, dude. <laughs> oh man. Oh, oh man. Gosh. Anyway. Moving on. Next. I'm sorry. Whatever. I'm so sorry. yeah. So console exclusive. Oh. It's gonna be PS5 only for the first six months, and then it goes to PC six months for six months after that, and then other consoles a year. Finally, a year after its release, which they, which is not even sure when the release is going to be, but they haven't given a hard date on that or anything. But yeah, so that's how that's going to go. Uh, I mean, also- that's 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 actually that's actually good news, I think. But I mean, what they mean by co- other consoles? They mean by PS4 as well, or is it just going to be? No, I, I don't think this game is going to come up for PS4 at all. Okay, that's what I, I thought. So. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Like I think they're going. No, I mean that's kind of what they did. They figured with um, 
Because they rebuild, they they they. they uh, uh, what happens with 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 new consoles? I mean, they usually phase it out after about a year to uh, two to two years. So. I mean, it, yeah, it could be, but I guess they figure they didn't want to like sacrifice any graphical fidelity or any of the stuff or any of the kind of like the size of the game um, by having to like cater to the earlier generation. I mean, that's what happened to um, Resident Evil Eight Village. That was going to be a PS Five and PS except as of right now, PS Five and PS Four release. And then Capcom decided, no, forget it. We're just going only PS5. It's not going to come out for the PS4. Because of the fact that it, it, it holds them back. It holds them back on what they can do. You know, I'm kind of surprised that Cyberpunk 2077 is coming out uh, for both PS4. And ever. Both, both I'm surprised it's coming out ever. Well, that, although it's coming out soon-ish. <laughs> but the fact that it's going to be coming out, um, you know, for both current gen and next gen with a game of that size. Although, from what I understand... It's like one of those things where, yeah, but you really want to get it for next gen because CD Projekt Red has really done a lot of stuff with it and a lot of work to it. And like, you know, you'll be, and that's one of those games that I've been waiting for years and years and years to come out. And I'm, you know, I love cyberpunk genre. So um, I, that's one of those games that I probably, well, I'll see if I can wait until uh, PS5 comes out. Unless. I need to watch- check to see if that's coming out in. Uh- uh, Stadia, because I'd much rather play it on Stadia than than uh, Switch. Yeah. Oh well, I, mean, I don't even know if it's coming to Switch either. It's going to be hard for them. I mean, they The Witcher Three came out on Switch, and everyone was shocked by that. Witcher Three came out a, a while ago. I don't see Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven going to be coming out for the Switch. I don't think so because that's that. That seems to be a a really substantial game. I don't even oh, know. Yeah, if it's yeah. Supposed to here for. It, 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 you're right. It will not be on the Switch. Xbox One, Xbox Series X doesn't say S. Oh, it says PS5, PS4, PC, and Stadia. There we go. So maybe they are going to only allow certain games to run maybe. on. I mean, that would, that would be, kind of, would be that really would be awful if they didn't move. do that. I, I get that fragmentation is garbage and no one likes it, but if it hinders the experience for, I mean, you're paying for this high-end system, right? An, an Xbox Series X. You want to be able to use it for what it's capable of, right? I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just well, me. But if they can release it for PS4, they can make it for the Series S. Series S is still more powerful than the PS4. You know? That's true. I wonder... And the Xbox One. So Exactly. Maybe, maybe it's just a strange way they worded it. I don't know. Maybe. Or maybe the series, 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 series has so not been announced. Don't yet. have new consoles. We're good. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Um, PlayStation also announced. Oh, uh, they pretty much said that they because you know how there's the Xbox Game Pass, right? The Microsoft Game Pass, where it's sort of like their own kind of game streaming kind of kind of thing with uh, X Cloud and all that. Which yeah, yeah, yeah heard really exactly. good about, which is cool. it's it's really yeah. really cool. Um, Sony has basically said we are not doing that because that is not sustainable. Economically sustainable, which is actually something that Microsoft has sort of admitted to at first that this is going to be something that's going to they're going to be losing money on this for a while. Um, but Sony has outright said they're not going to do something like that because it's it is not economically sustainable because it, they, what they called it was and this is a quote a race to the bottom is what they called it because yeah. to have a have a sort of like a system like that, but it's like how do you how do you support and produce AAA games, which cost like $50, $60, $70, $100 million to produce, and then 
have them come out on launch day on a system that people pay a bundle price for a subscription. You know, not even a full price of us. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, it, yeah. it, I mean, I, as far as business sense, it doesn't make sense because for the simple fact that, I mean, you, you're already losing money. People are going to spend, you know, how much is, how much does the game pass cost? What? 30 bucks a month. Um, I mean, I don't know what Xbox, what is it? X cloud is going to cost, but I mean, the Stadia was something like $15 or something like that. I, I mean, just, I mean, I see the, I see the reality behind why Sony would say that, why they would push against that, because there's probably less money to be made considerably, right? Considerably less. I mean, if you think about it, I mean, games are coming out, especially the newer games are going to be like, like we talked about previously in an episode, they'll be running around 65, 70 bucks a game. And if you're giving somebody $15 a month to have access to those games, I mean, you're losing oh, well, 45, um, you're losing like 40, 50 bucks a And, and that's the thing. They're not going to do the Microsoft route because what Microsoft is literally doing is that you pay that, 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 that subscription price and you're getting brand new games. Are included in it. It's not like older games or so that might be normally cut rate and all that. No, like, you're getting like, brand like what you new have with Nintendo online. Game. Like what well, you have I with mean, Nintendo online. Maybe what they need to be doing though is looking because the stadium, not not to to wave the stadia flag as the winner of everything, right? Wave but it, wave it, Derek, wave it. They do it a little bit differently. Like you pay, I think it's like ten or fifteen dollars a month, and then you buy a full priced game to play on this, this console, you're paying that 10 or $15 a month to use the platform. See, that makes sense. And so that would make sense. Like when I bought final fantasy, I bought it at like 40 or 50 bucks or whatever. But, um, but, but are, are there free games also you can play other than that? Um, so there are two tiers two two subscription tiers. One of the tiers, the higher one gives you a, it's kind of interesting. Like every month there's a new, not not a brand new released game, but a, a, an additional game that you can claim to add to your library and play it indefinitely as long as you're paying for your monthly subscription. Same thing they have with PS Plus. It maybe I, I never had that, but yeah, you know, whenever yeah, you, I, you can, whenever I have upgraded my Stadia subscription from the Pro one, I got I lost all of those. This month I got that game, and this month I got that game. I only kept the games that I had purchased. And so I can still play those, um, but it, it was a lesser cost per month, and I'd lost that perk. Those yeah, the like, longer like, that you keep that premium subscription, the larger of a library you've built up of these free games to be added to your library. Yeah, PS Plus has it where they you, they have like certain games you can get for free uh, with the membership, and you keep and you can claim them and you keep them as long as you have the membership. Well, and I mean the other thing is like. I get that maybe Sony doesn't see, make doesn't see where the, the dollars make sense here, but um, Netflix made it happen, right? And I get that that's a different industry, and I get that it's not identical, but no one thought that would make sense, and yet that's where people go to watch new content. That's where I mean they've got enough money now to produce their own content in house, make it exclusive forever, and they're turning money hand over fist at this point, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it stands to reason that there's there's got to be a way to do it, and it might race to the bottom dollar. It might muscle out other consoles because there's only room for one to succeed here. But I mean, it's it seems like it. it, it we'll see what happens, right? We got to give another ten years, see what happens, and I'm sure that something like this will make uh, Sony rethink their decision. You know. 
Well, I mean, one has to see, but I don't know. What they did say was this thing called um, the PlayStation Plus Collection. They announced as part of that as well, which is basically when the PS5 um, launches and you have a one assumes a PlayStation Plus uh, a subscription, then it'll basically give you... It's, it's what PS Plus does every month with the free games, but it's going to basically give you a, a crap ton of... Um, of games you can now download directly. And they're not going to be streaming the like downloads. So if you, when it launch, PS5 launches and you have PlayStation Plus uh, collection, um, you will automatically be given access to, to download fully uh, God of War, God of War 4, you know, the latest God of War. They're older games. Last of Us Remastered, Uncharted 4, Battlefield 1, Monster Hunter World, Fallout 4, Final Fantasy 15, The Last Guardian, Ratchet & Clank, Infamous Second Son, Days Gone, Bloodborne, Detroit Become Human, Batman Arkham Knight, Mortal Kombat 10, Persona 5, Until Dawn, and Resident Evil Biohazard, is Resident Evil 7. Um, Have you guys played Detroit Become Human? No. I don't Dude, even know you what guys, that is. You guys need to play that game. That game is phenomenal. I got it for Christmas one year. I was just like, let me just add it to my list. And my family gave it to me for whatever reason. And and I got it and I played it, bro. I, I I finished the game in less, but and it's it's crazy where your decisions go in the game because you have to make a whole mess of decisions. You play like three different characters, and they're all androids because it's in the future, and it's androids that are becoming sentient beings. So it's 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 a you know it, of course it's it's got a lot of social commentary to it because it's, it's dealing, but you're but you're playing androids instead of humans, but the decisions you make definitely happened down the line you know it's kind of like choose your own adventure with three different characters and it's amazing dude amazing it's an amazing game it's i mean i'm gonna have to look it up see if it's on any of the consoles i have it's it's i I would do it's a great it's a good collection of games the only thing is that like if you are someone that's kind of like watches the every month what playstation plus offers um a lot of those have already been available or their games i already own so it's sort of like all right it's nothing, nothing there really for me, but um, but those are like, I got, like you know, as they kind of describe it, those are pretty good PS4 defining games. I mean, like those are like like blockbuster games from like the life life cycle of the PS4. So to have them all, like basically, when you buy a PS4, this is included PS5 rather. This is included on launch day. Fifteen games you can just download and start playing. Well, considering your bandwidth and the time and all that, blah blah blah. blah you know what I mean? have these really solid games coming out overall solid games coming out that you can now get as included as part of your ps5 purchase um that might be the worth of that might be worth the price that's not bad well it's that's definitely a lot of price. games to hold you over while you're waiting you're, you know because you know how it is with, with with the new consoles like there's always that little that period where where it's like there's like a dearth of games because like companies have to make them and release them and so you're not going to have a lot everything's of everything's rushing out for the console release right and so there's a big gap before anything new comes yeah, exactly. And so it's uh but but again, 15 games which these are not these are not small games you're going to be getting a lot of them. So uh they're definitely stuff that can tide you over for a good long while before that next quote unquote big game comes that you need. Uh I mean speaking of prices, yes, they did confirm that the uh PS5 games are going to be basically $70 a shot. Well, um, um but it's well, okay. It's, it's it's okay. It's no shocker. I mean, considering it's been $60 for the last what 15 years or something, I feel like. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Probably like, time. Yeah, I'll drop another ten a tenner on that. Um, and 
I'm actually all tapped out. I'm, I'm tired oh, of talking. I've got a good one. Go ahead. Okay. I saw this news article. I think it actually came out earlier this week, but I just saw it today. This guy, some guy, I forget. I don't know his name. Whatever. He's out there. You guys can check this out on Kotaku.com. Anyway, um, he spent four years with a Nintendo 3DS hand drawing an anime frame by frame. Let's let that sink in a little bit. With he what? How? A full length anime episode over four years on a 3DS. Oh my God. So it's all on YouTube, free to watch. Um, anyone who's watched like um, maybe like a B tier anime straight out of Japan that probably won't make it over to the US, it's right in there. It's got the same kind of style. It's, it's, I mean, it's pixelated as hell because, I mean, you can only draw so sharp on a, on a 3DS. But um, yeah, he drew them frame by frame in some kind of paint app and then stitch it all together with audio voice acting and it is on YouTube to watch. I thought this was the coolest fucking thing I've seen in such a long time. Um, because it's just kind of, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's no reason I would ask anyone to do this, but it's really creative way to like use what you got, right. And, uh, whatever tool you've got out there to, to produce something that you've got brewing in your brain. Right. Um, are you guys, uh, have you guys heard about this? Did you guys see this at all? No, I hadn't heard about that at all, but this is like that perfect mountain climbing kind of analogy type of thing when someone says, why did they climb the mountain? And it's like, because it was there. Like yeah. this, you ask the guy, there why you did go. you make an anime on a 3DS? He goes, well, because I wanted to see if I could. And then he so does figured it. Figured out how to do it. It's like when that guy that recently um, played Doom on the pregnancy test. Yeah. Like, we're able to get, <laughs> able to get the original Doom to run on a pregnancy test in a tiny, tiny town digital screen. I like, saw that. Yeah, that four frames a second. That was impressive. That was impressive. I mean, he replaced the screen, but it was impressive. Well, I mean, who he had run it at like test. four frames a second. It's ridiculous. Um, who, who knew that pregnancy test had the graphical power to run Doom? I mean, at least we've, run, we've run Dune on some weird things before, but I never thought I'd see that one. Yeah. Um, anyway, pretty cool. Uh, I thought it was kind of cool um, idea to to really <laughs> just really go balls to the wall in the middle of I don't I'm sure I guess he I mean if he did this over four years he was doing this long before COVID but I bet COVID helped him get some isolation to finish this project so um, no it's really awesome that's actually that's badass actually I I can't even do anything in my life and and uh, come on now um, so anyway. Uh, so to actually have uh, a little bit of movie news here, um, I'm surprised no one brought up the new Dune trailer. What's Dune? Oh, dude. I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay, 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 okay. So, okay, I, I, I didn't bring yes, it up Mr. because Pesci. I didn't know who we were going to be talking about. So, as always, the Pesci moment in the podcast. So... It was a crazy, but then someone I saw someone posted on Twitter the other day. I don't know who it was. It was just somebody on Twitter, and um, and they posted a, a picture of the sandworm at the end, and then the an eyeball like with a pupil zoomed in at the same time, and it looked exactly the same, dude. It was All right, crazy. I'm gonna need to visualize this here. You need to visualize it. It's pretty impressive. I'll see if I can find it on Twitter, but either way, it's impressive. It was like a side by side picture, and it was just like I was like, wow. And then it just makes you wonder, like, then Denis Villeneuve 
is an absolute genius director because I think, well, the movie, okay, if people don't know, Dune, the motion picture is going to be coming out this fall at some point. Hopefully, if not, it might be pushed back to next year. Who knows? Because they just pushed Black Widow. They just pushed, well, they haven't pushed that yet, but it's going to be pushed. And they just pushed back Wonder Woman again to like December 25th. So, uh, but not Mando, but not Mando, but that's a streaming, so it's okay. We're on the theaters, but um, but this first dude, this dude movie is supposed to be first one of two motion pictures, so it's a two part uh series. So, so I mean, I mean I'm not mad about that. I mean, I'm not mad about it either. I mean, there's that's so they much story it. to be told, right? <laughs> yeah, there they is, to do that. That book is too dense for one film. Exactly, well. and and just by the, watching the trailer, you're just like in awe of what they've done so far. Like, like uh, what's a, um like a Raban of uh, the the Beast? What's his name? Raban, I guess is that his name. That the, the Beast, yeah, 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 Raban. yeah. Raban the Beast, played by Dave Bat- Dave Batista, and then and then you see uh, Momoa as Duncan Idaho, which maybe people were pissed. I, I don't know. Maybe he's supposed to. I haven't read that far in the book. I'm still behind in the book. I've been on different things. I've been reading vast <laughs> been reading different things like graphic novels recently, but I did get back into Dune. Um, they had Duncan Idaho. And then they have, of course, uh, James, uh, James, uh, Josh Brolin as, uh, I was about to name his dad, Josh Brolin as, uh, Gurney Halleck and Oscar Isaac looks badass as Duke Leto. And Rebecca Ferguson looks amazing as lady. I mean, it's amazing. I mean, the person I think looks fantastic. I don't know if you guys noticed, but did you see Stellan Skarsgård as as Baron Harkonnen? Oh, dude. I didn't even recognize him. Holy crap! Yeah. Did you did you did you see him? He looks amazing. Yeah, he and did. They just, I didn't even recognize. That was awesome. And they just released his toy today, like the image of his toy. Oh, I'm buying. Holy shit! Jeez, wow. It's from McFarlane. Like exactly, you know, oh, you know, Todd McFarlane. Oh, of course. You know, McFarlane has, has has this toy company, right? He has this toy company for like collectible toys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's got apparently he's got the contract for Dune collectible toys. So he he just released the image today of Baron Harkonnen for his McFarlane toys line. It looks amazing. Like I would probably I'm thinking about buying it. It looks fantastic. So I mean, the, I mean, I can't say enough. I'm sorry, Derek. I didn't mean to steal your thunder, dude. The, the, no. the trailer is fantastic, especially that scene when you see the guys like flying in in their in their in their suits, dropping down. Like, I mean, I don't know what the hell they're going on in this movie. How they did this movie, I have no idea. I mean, it's amazing what they've done for this motion picture. No, I definitely, I really. That's why I was bringing it up. I wanted y'all's y'all's take on it because, um, I mean, prior to like what a week or two ago, I'd never seen the movie Dune. I definitely haven't have read the book and I know that there's not one book, there's a whole bunch of them, but um, I only knew kind of the lore of like how just about every sci-fi, uh, I don't know, galaxy. Every sci-fi, every epic. sci-fi, every sci-fi series title that has come out in the last 40 years has been influenced by Dune in a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm a huge star Wars fan and, and I knew that a lot of it came from Dune, but I never, I guess I never took the time to go back and look at it. And I watched the original Dune movie and I mean, you know, it's all right. It's, it's definitely dated, right. But it's definitely good. And I could see that there was so much, you can tell sometimes with movies, like when they cut like 12 books down to an hour and a half. Right. Um, and 
I could kind of tell that with the original one. So whenever I went back and looked at how the new one is going to be broken up into, I think it's only the first book is broken up into two movies. And yeah, yeah, that, that I'm movie, totally movie, down for that. The original movie was just the one novel. Actually, it's the same novel, the Dune novel. It's the same novel, but they, but they, but they, but they really, but they've really broken up quite a bit. And and it's funny. I've been since I've been reading the novel. Like it's funny how much they actually used in the David Lynch version. But the thing is, is that there's just so much more information that's just not there. And it's, it's hard. It's hard. That book, I want to see how they do it because that book has a lot of internal monologue. It does. Well, and that's what I was, I I could tell that they were trying to compress a lot of backstory into like, I don't know if it was an hour and a half or two hours or whatever, but they're trying to compress so much of it whenever they start having like, inner dialogues that you can hear the actor whispering their thoughts right into a microphone. And I'm sitting here thinking like, you, you probably should have just depicted whatever story that came from. Right. But it, I guess it makes more sense. If that's how it was in the original book, then maybe there's just a better way to do it with this new one. I've got high hopes for this new one. I'm excited to see it. I'm, I'm looking forward to see it too. I mean, to be, I mean, just like for anyone out there, like the Dune series is such an expansive series. Like this movie, and even the older movie, I think from '84. I think was it made in '84. '84. The, the David Lynch one with Kyle MacLachlan and um, Patrick Stewart and Jurgen Prochnow and all the and Sting, um, amongst others. But like, oh, uh, what's his name? Dean Stockwell. Yeah, he was there too. Brad Dourif. Al. Al from Quantum Leap. Al. Al Calavici. Uh, I think he's a Colonel Calavici. Uh, no, you know, Colonel he Colonel Calavici. Was he Colonel Calavici? Is Colonel Colonel anyway. Colonel Calavici. The point is, he was. Uh, it's just like one of those series that it's, it's so expansive, and like the and and like the original movie was just the one book. This movie is just the one book, but that book is dense. It has to be in two films. But if you want to go to the very very beginning of the entire timeline, this is me. Oh God, it. don't do this, Goody. Uh, here it is. Do what you really don't should do. Because here's the thing. Oh so, gosh. <laughs> Frank, All right, Frank. hold on, hold on. We're about we're about to be talked down to, Derek. I'm not. No, 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 no. Goody's no, gonna, no, gonna be Goody's gonna be talking down through his nose here, like he's gonna no. be looking down. No, by no, his no, nose. no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh, you, you really should be reading because because this is because Dune is Frank Herbert, right? Um, but you know, obviously, the man passed on a long time ago, a while back, and so his son Brian took over writing. And so what his son was doing was that like. He was able to um, a lot of the things they kind of reference in the Dune book, and and Frank Herbert wrote other books from different time periods, but like all these books, uh, other books came out that were not in quote unquote chronological order, with Dune being kind of that central story. But then there's Children of Dune and all these other kinds of Dune stories that that, that Frank Herbert wrote, and his son started writing more of them. And like they go back, like you can go all the way to the the, the, the first one in the entire chronology is one called it's called the Butlerian Jihad which is basically goes like, it's like 10,000 years before the Dune book. And it talks about the rise the ultimate of prequel. Well, yeah, basically the rise of house Atreides, the rise of house Harkonnen. Why did that, why was that bad blood started between them? And it's actually, it's a really good read. Um, actually, Brian Herbert wrote with Kevin J. Anderson. Uh, Fantastic author. By the way. He, he author- did so many, he did so many Star Treks. And Star, Star Trek, Star Wars, Star, Star Wars, Wars novels, great, great sci-fi art. So they both of them collaborated on that, and so it's great. It's good pacing, and it's really interesting to see where it started because it goes all the way back to like when, like before the the, the Bene Gesserit sisters and how they started, 
before the navigators became this weird floating monster looking thing with the, when they look like humans still. And it was just, it's this whole crazy thing. It, it's really cool. It gives you like the deep backstory of all that's going to happen. And it's awesome. But yes, this movie excited. They got to make it two films because that book has so much going on. Hopefully they go on to others like children of Dune when they all become sandworms. Let's hope. Yeah. Yeah. It's about oh, to say, spoiler alert. I was about to say, a spoiler alert. Doesn't, 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 uh, doesn't uh, Pop Mwadi become like a giant worm and live for 10,000 years? I don't think it's him. I think his son. His son. No, yeah. it's, it's Paul. Paul, Paul does it's become Paul. a sandworm. And then I was, reading, actually, I was reading and beco- spoilers. And becomes, and becomes an emperor yeah, for 10,000 years. They, they end up becoming like, they eventually become sandworms because of the, whatever, what, their connection with the sandworms and the spice and all that. I mean, I mean, you see it in Children of Dune, like the sun begins to kind of, his skin begins to ch- already change a little bit. It's, Spoiler alert. Anyway. Anyways, all right. So, okay. And, and all right. Yeah, yes, the, the movie looks amazing, and I can't wait for it to come out. And you never know. We may do a special episode on just the original Dune because we're in the midst of a pandemic. I don't think we're going to be um, braving the most mo- movie theaters at this point, but you never know what can happen uh, between now and then. I'm more but at least I'm not. But at least we'll do the original motion picture when the new one comes out. What do you say, but, guys? I think yeah, we might do I'm that. down. Um, but I'll do it. I don't want to do it if no one cares. So anyone listening, care. send us some feedback. Let Just us don't know. make jokes about me being born in a year that won't count towards the decade. Okay? Well, it's fine. Be- it's fine because you know <laughs> why? Know because Derek, you know, you know, like Derek, you know. It's, it's a, a fact, Derek. It's a fact, Derek. It's a fact. You know, 1989 is just like one year. It's and 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 if you were if like if you were born in 1979 like myself or 81 like Goody, we had the whole the whole decade to handle. So wait, wait, you, wait, wait, you, you, you only had one year, and all you can claim to fame is the song of "We Didn't Start the Fire" by. Where Bob. okay, let's let's settle this here. Where does the decade start? I was 80. actually going to say something. No, it begins 81. 80, I think 81 80. to 90 is what you think? Mm. It, 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 well, that's I think, how, how it has to be. Yeah, chronologically, that's how it works. Yeah, right. maybe. So no matter what your answer is, I'm still in the same decade. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't count because you have zero consciousness of it. Yeah, yeah. You have no conscious count, memory of it. You, you don't remember sitting down in front of the TV playing Super Mario Brothers in 1987 while you're eating, you know, like Jiffy Pop that was cooked on the stove and, Listen you know. Here. I like my laser <laughs> watching MTV. with the worst of them. Okay, Le- okay. hold on, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Before you say anything else, did you just say laser disc? Yes, I watched them. I had okay. a laser disc player. I also so, watched um, what was that other thing? You know, laser disc didn't come out until the nineties, right? Except <laughs> what did I watch on laser disc? All of oh. Star Wars. Oh, Jesus Christ, dude, seriously. In high fidelity, okay? Whatever, we need a water break. I'm out of here. <laughs> okay. All right, well, as uh, as Derek has so vehemently said, we are going to be going on to a refill break, guys. So as uh, as always, make sure you go and see my dog or what, Goody? Shake the dew off the lily. Oh, yeah, baby. All right, so enjoy yourselves, guys. Bio break time. We'll see you guys in 30 seconds. Peace.
back uh, after the refill. Hope you guys got enough out there in the world. I don't know. Maybe you were able to dispose enough. Or you I went get to the bathroom. It. Whatever it is you people do. <laughs> Whatever you people do. That we, we pause this show. It's actually like 30. 30. We've only been gone for 30 seconds. I mean, let's let's keep it real. Let's keep it real. I don't know. It, it, it wasn't enough time for everybody to listen to WAP by Cardi B and Mega D. Stallion, let's not so. get into that. <laughs> that is... That is some next level stuff there. Oh. I've, I, I, I've next heard ten levels. People, next ten levels. But before we get into the motion picture we're going to be talking about tonight, which is the last Starfighter in uh, the eighties uh, sci-fi motion picture, I wanted to go ahead and just kind of first off uh, do some um, do some damage that we didn't take care of last week, and I wanted to make sure that I at least got with some people. Um, First off, I want to give it was a couple shout outs. Um, We had a thing going on Instagram, you know, like wrong answers. Um, And also a shout out to our sister, Noelle. Noelle, if you're listening, enjoy this because it's the moment, only only time you're going to be brought up on the show. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love you, Noelle. Seconds of fame. Seconds of fame, baby. I love you, Noelle. No, I love you. All right. So, Noelle, that's our sister. That's me and Goody's sister. But on the other side of the house. But um, on the other side, we have some people that were giving us wrong answers on uh, on Instagram. So I had them up. Oh shit! I gotta find them again. But um, in considering that on the last during the week we had some wrong answers, we have four here. We had uh, Frank Pages, Frankie Boy, my boy. We had um, who else? We had a guy named a, a, a friend of mine named. Uh, uh, Danny, uh, little skinny Danny in my fraternity, Danny Ramirez. Um, hold on a second, man. I had it here, then my freaking Facebook uploaded, updated. Hold on a second, dude. Oh, you shoot. upload the eight update? Hey, yeah. let me check my MySpace. I think I'm on MySpace account. Yeah, maybe. Hold on, I think I had it there. Seriously. Seriously. Oh, okay, I can, I can figure this out now. You guys can both suck my asshole. Seriously. Oh, gosh. Here we go. <laughs> oh, that was so gross. Boo. <laughs> All right, so we got Joe. To, I'm gonna I'm gonna sip some of my drink to, to cleanse my throat from that. <laughs> cleanse my palate, clear my brain. All right, so we got we got little Joe, my boy, little Joe Vega up, that lives up in uh, New York, uh, originally from Hell's Kitchen. You know, he's from Hell's Kitchen, New York, but he lives in New York. Little Joe, what's up, baby? Uh, my friend Frank Pages, his wife Carmen, who actually Frank actually he did the wrong guess, and then he said the movie was actually Dune and it was crawled. So. Frank, you're an idiot. Your wife is amazing. Good job, Carmen. <laughs> the wrong, I said everybody give a wrong guess. He gave me two wrong guesses. Nightmare on Elm Street because of the Glaive picture. And Logan Lives On, X-23. Some He made up a movie. But then he decided the real guess was Dune. And then his wife was like, you're an idiot. It's Crawl. <laughs> He's like, you're right. I fucked up. I was confused. Uh, then I have, of course, uh, my brother and my and mine, um, old uh, teacher from... Uh, from high school, uh, Mr. Rob Levon, Mr. Levon, sir, if you listen to this, good on you, sir. And his great hey, one, his, his, his comment was best, fantastic. Oh my god, one of my most favorite of all time. Yeah, he, he was awesome. He wasn't my teacher. teacher. I didn't have him as a teacher, but I had him. Um, he was in charge of the drama club, and oh, he was man. phenomenal. And oh. I, I love him on Facebook. He's great. But his comment on Facebook is amazing. Check out his comment. His comment as the wrong guest was. Obviously, it's the long-lost sequel to Army of Darkness in which Ash gets his hand back, but the chainsaw is possessed by an evil starfish. What? That's what? it. That's uh, it. Evil, 
Evil Dead 4, Blades of Darkness. You know what? <laughs> Call us. Call us. Call us. Trademark Motor Boys. Hey, uh, Mr. Sam Raimi, call me. Call, <laughs> call, call us. We got and, it. And then, and then and of we'll, course, we'll, we'll throw some uh, cash to Mr. Levon because, like, that's a great idea. Then we also have um, our boy Danny Milian's brother, Gabe Milian. He put. He said that the actual glaive was called the Holy Starfish of Antioch. That's what he called it. Um, Not to be confused with chocolate starfish of yes, uh, and hot dog water. No. Uh, the biscuit fame. Yeah. Chocolate starfish and dog water. I like that. That's good. That's good. Uh, Tino Paul, our cousin Tino, uh, he called the movie, uh, as a wrong guess, Saturday Night Fever 2. Yeah, no, uh, I can see that. A horrible bladed weapon. I get that. I get it. I get yeah, it. I get that. I'll I get that. that. And then, of course, Javi Del Rio. You remember Javi Goody? Javi Del yes, Rio from UM. He says, these are a cutscene from Karate Kid or that part in Dirty Dancing when things go terribly wrong. Oh, my God. That's oh, a nightmare wow. sequence. <laughs> and then he says and then Danny was like Danny Ramirez little skinny Danny my fraternity uh, he called it the teaser for Cobra Kai season 3 yes so yes belated <laughs> oh, weapons my, everywhere and Joe my friend little Joe he called it Jeepers Creepers 4 oh man <laughs> love it love like, it that's where we would start that's this is it. all solid material I don't know why people are not beating on our doors I don't know either doors. Like, this is a great idea but as everybody, thank you for guys participating. I know we probably should have done it last week before we recorded, but honestly, we forgot and we're drinking. So I want to make sure we took care of it right now. We so. did not forget anything. You forgot. Yeah, I, this oh, is on you. Okay. Well, you know what? Both you guys can shut the fuck up. Okay. And move forward. All right. So bye, everyone. As- Good night. <laughs> All right. So I'll talk. I'll talk now. Fact check. Fact check. Fact check. Uh-oh. Bit of action here. Uh, one moment, please. Uh, the laser disc. This is to defend you, Mister Derrick. Oh man! But the laser disc actually came out in 1978 and was actually new in size in in distribution in 1980. So it is actually an 80s an 80s device, an 80s medium. All right. But only fell apart in the 90s because of the uh, advent of the digital video disc or DVD, as some of the peasants may say. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's perfect. Oh, it's perfect. Oh, so who's an 80s kid? This guy. Not, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> nope not you. Not, no. not you. You know what? Not you. Screw that guy. Fact check. No, screw that guy. No. No, you don't get that. You don't get that. I mean, unfortunately, Mr. Fatchek has tenure, so we can't get rid of him. But no, you can't. That's the problem with tenure. I mean, whatever. It's fine. (laughs) That's the problem with tenure. It's the academic (laughs) system, but still, uh, no, you don't get that. No, look, not yet. Look, we don't support things like alternative facts on this show. Okay. Eighty-nine has it there in the word. That that is fake news. Fake news. Oh God! All right, moving on. I'm right. You're wrong. Let's go. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll actually, I won't give it to you, but I'll let you have fun with it, Derek. How about we do that? I'll meet you halfway. Is this, a, is this like a toy borrowing game? Yeah. Or I don't know what this is. Where were you going with that? <laughs> All right. I'm right, going to give it to you. We'll try have fun with go. it. So here we go. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna give you my I'm gonna give you the G.I. Joe. Just stop, just stop. But I'm, I'm only gonna give you no, like no. one G.I. Joe. That's stop. it. No. Like 
not even Cobra Kai. Not you, even Cobra. Yeah, Joe, so you can't play with any others, right? It's just exactly. one solo story. I'll, I'll give you, you, you Gung Ho because he's a piece of shit. That's what I'll give oh you. Oh my gosh. All right. So the movie, the movie, everyone, the movie was right, so Last Starfighter. The movie was Last Starfighter. It was it was done. It was came out in 1984. It's directed by Nick Castle. Um, written by a gentleman by the name of Jonathan Butuel, um, which the only real claim to fame that Jonathan has is that he direct he also wrote and directed a movie called Science Project, which had Fisher Stevens in it. I don't know if you remember that motion picture, Goody. Do you remember that movie? I don't want like the uh, the transdimensional thing that's like bright shiny light. It's like a, a cylinder object or something. Yeah, and then like in like every room in the high school was like a different time period. Yes, okay, I remember that. Was there a hot? That's, is there a hot dinosaur girl in it? I think so. Oh my god, dude! I think we need to put that where we need to put that. But yes, I believe so. That that that, that, that sounds really horrible. We need to put that where we Wait, need to put. Okay. That. <laughs> yes, we're gonna have to talk more about this movie because this yes. is okay. Uh, so that movie, that movie is super campy. It's like way little like that. That's that. If you want to talk about an eighties deep cut movie, that is an eighties. Deep cut movie. It stars Fisher Stevens, which before that point, his only, I don't think his even clip to fame was even out yet. I don't think he even had Short Circuit at that point. I don't think Goody. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think Short Circuit even come out. So this is before Short Circuit came out. And he played like, you know, kind of like a, uh, uh, what was it? Like a, almost like um, from Happy Days. He played like a, kind of like the cool kid in the school. You know the cool guy who was like everyone was kind of scared of, and 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 like he You're trying to say a bully or a popular kid. No, no, like the popular kid. You know what I mean? Like it was it was a strange. I mean, whatever. He was kind of like that, like the like kind of guy from Happy Days. What was his name? Fuck, man. The Fonzie. Shit. Are you kidding? I, don't know why I forgot it was Fonzie. You mean Sorry. like the main <laughs> character of the series, at least eventually, anyway? Oh, Look, if Happy oh, Days didn't have that title, it would be called the Fonz Show. <laughs> but in any case he played like a, kind of like a Fonzie type character and then like the whole movie was basically these two guys had created this science project that created transdimensional portals that took everybody into different time periods once they went through a doorway in the school like any doorway in the school and so it was like them trying to fight different things it was weird it's a weird movie, but a super '80s camp movie. It's got so Dennis, the guy who, Dennis Hopper's in that too. I didn't even. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So yeah. So I mean, like, so this guy wrote the Last Starfighter, but he also wrote and directed that movie. So that's one of his things. And then, of course, in this movie, you have Lance Guest. You have who was who, who's kind of like done his own little thing. He hasn't really gotten into a huge deal, but I mean, he's 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 continued to have work, which is good. He's a working actor. Then you have, of course, Robert Preston, who was famous for The Music Man and for Victor Victoria with, um, oh, shit. Julie From Andrews? Julie Andrews, yes. Julie Andrews. Man, I'm losing it today. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I'm really losing it. So, so he, and then, of course, and then, and then, and the other person starring in the motion picture, the guy who plays Grig is the old man from, and that was his title, that was his character in Robocop, the old man. He's the owner of OCP. So, so oh, that's wow. the guy. Yes. Holy crap. <laughs> yes. 
So, I mean, there's a lot of, there's quite like, a few Under all that makeup, you, I mean, obviously, under all, all that, that makeup, makeup, you had no idea what it looks like. Okay. Yeah, under all that makeup, it's the old man from RoboCop. And I looked it up in IMDb, and that was his name. And I know they referred to him like that in the comp, in the show, in the movie. They referred to him as the old man. Oh, the old man really wants to get this done. Oh, the old man wants to have all this. You know what I mean? So he's in the, in the movie, he's called the old man. The director, Nick Castle, he's famous because he's the original Michael Myers. I don't so, do horror movies, so I, I, I'm out. Well, anyway, <laughs> in, Halloween, in Halloween, Halloween, the original Halloween in 1978, the character is called. It was never called Michael Myers. The character was called the Shape. So he played the Shape in the original Halloween movie. That's him in the mask, and actually, that's him in the new one that came out two years ago. Also, other than the scenes where there's like a lot of action and stuff, if it's just him as the Shape just standing around doing something that's him he's the shape in the new in the last one that came out with jamie lee curtis and he's going to be in the new one called halloween kills so so and he hasn't made a movie for a long time and then after he did this movie he directed the other 80s kind of cult classic the boy who could fly oh wow i remember that that's yeah al- that's almost like a after school special level for me at some point. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember. And I think there was a trailer for that movie with this movie, I think. I remember watching a trailer for that movie during the, the theaters. I don't remember when, but no, either way. No. But I mean, either way, I don't. in any case, in any case, he directed this motion picture. So wait, wait are you gonna skip over the fact that he uh, wrote and directed Theodore Rex with Whoopi mm. Goldberg? Uh, I was yes. gonna say that. yes. I was gonna say, go ahead. Well, <laughs> actually, yeah, we were gonna skip that. <laughs> Derek, what I love is how you said how Bevel says Michael Myers, and you go, I don't watch horror movies, but clearly you know who this character is because you knew it was a horror movie character. Wow, it's Derek. an iconic character. How do you not? I mean, it's like not knowing who Chucky is. I've never seen one of those movies, but I've seen him. I know who it is. Oh, it's worry, it's like, I'm, make, I'm making a list for the Halloween special. Halloween special is a one it's, movie it's like, episode. It's like. Oh, do you do you do you? Uh, what do you love to eat? Oh, I don't eat meat, but I but I but I know about the buttery soft flavor of a nice fillet. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. All right, smartass. Let's move on. I'm, I'm, I'm a vegan. I'm a vegan because I don't I don't I don't kill living things, but I love eating vegetables because those aren't alive. Oh but, God, moving but, on. Way to way to offend them, but okay. Yeah, <laughs> Anyways, there you go. But, Okay, okay, but but we, Goody, before we, me and you can talk about this movie all day long, I think we need to let Derek, we'll go, let me just go, before we get started, I'm going to go ahead and do the, um, uh, what's it called, the synopsis? It's pretty simple, it's a pretty simple synopsis, I'll go Jeez, ahead. We haven't even done that yet, holy crap. All right. know, is, is it spoilery? Here's, no, it's not spoilery, I'm going to read the synopsis, actually, I'm going to start reading the synopsis every time. Wait, so Goody, why can. do you care? Have, you didn't watch it? <laughs> No, I did, but like maybe some people want to watch it on their own. I don't know. Hey, all gonna, right. If you haven't seen it, pause, come back. That's the point yes, of the show. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm getting, I'm getting. I'm getting the. Uh, I'm getting the, the synopsis from IMDb so that we have a lot of time to talk. So here's you go. So the synopsis goes like this: Video game spoiler alert. If there's a spoiler, I don't know. I haven't read it yet. So video game expert Alex Rogan finds himself transported to another planet after conquering the last Starfighter video game, only to find out it was just a test. He was recruited to join the team of best of best starfighters to defend their world from attack. And for okay. that reason, there's so many layers. Wait a second, wait a second. No, not their world. 
to defend the Star League, of which, of which Earth was not. Wait, wait. Um, here we go. You just join me in this journey. <laughs> Strap in, folks. Strap in. Here we go. Studded straps. So, um, so yeah. I'm, I'm, before you go, Goody, I'm going to go ahead and just say the main quote in the motion picture. Greetings, Starfighter. You have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against Zur and the Kodan Armada. That was such a good quote. It's such a good quote. Oh, man. <laughs> Robert Preston is amazing in this play. His voice he's is perfect. So he's like, he's like, and, and he's like, he, everything, every, every movement he does was such panache. Yeah, it was perfect. Yeah. He was perfect. He was perfect. He was perfect for like that kind of con man character of Centauri. Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, dude. Okay. So, okay. But I want to understand. Derek, you, me and Goody have seen the movie. Shit, we saw them in the theaters for God's sakes, in like a re a reissue. I mean, we saw them in the theaters at one point. Um, I want you to tell me, Derek. Derek, talk to me. Let me know. Let me let me just en- be enveloped by your dulcet tones in regards to this motion picture. Oh, okay. Go. You want my opinion on it? Um, yes, yes, I want your opinion because you've never seen the motion picture. Goody and I have. Seen an it. opinion. I want your thoughts. I want you w- yes. when you watched it. Yeah. Where did you go? Okay, so um, it was – I could – okay, so first, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great movie. Um, I think it still holds its own. It fits right in with the – I'm kind of surprised that this isn't maybe uh, – it wasn't a bigger hit at the time it came out because it really has a lot of tonality to – in similar, uh, like, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? It's similar to a lot of other really popular movies from that era, right? I mean, if I think about like E.T., it was very, I just had that same kind of aura around it, right? Um, I really liked it. I thought it was good. I thought the uh, the story didn't, I mean, like I didn't see any of it coming. I couldn't predict the lines that were coming. It's not like... Uh, like a cookie cutter storyline or, you know, predictable characters or anything like that. Um, I normally look for, I forget what it's called. I think it's called like the hero's dilemma. Like anytime you've got a story and you've got like your, your uh, protagonist who like, you know, starts the storyline and they you come across. Their, almost, it's almost like, it's almost like there's a, there's a pattern. Like, you know, you can see a pattern forming. Well, yeah. And a lot of time, a lot of movies that have a protagonist that kind of has this overwhelming task to overcome, there's not only the final battle, but there's also like some other thing that sets back his progress or her progress throughout the storyline. Right. And I didn't, I didn't get that with this one, but it comfortably filled, what was it? An hour and 40 minutes or something. Yeah. It comfortably filled that. I didn't at any point think I was bored. I didn't think like it was dragging on. Um, All the characters had their place and made sense the way that they were written um, who was the, what was the guy's name that was his co-pilot, co-pilot? Was that, Greg, um, Greg, Greg, Greg. Greg, his navigator. Yeah. His navigator, yeah. That character was hysterical. I mean, it was, it was funny to hear him. Well, he had doubts of, um, uh, gosh, Alex's ability. Right. And then he kind of tested him with fake ships and, then like there was real shit going on and he was like lay low and it, I don't know. It just, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I love, that, I love that, sorry to cut you off. I love that scene when they were talking and he's like, Oh, wait until we get to the frontier. And then it starts beeping. He's like, what's that? He's like, Oh, the frontier. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, well, and he's he's comical. I also really like how um, uh, the the story all too often I think that you know like a movie builds towards a specific event, right? The absolute trial of the protagonist, right? And when the protagonist wins, the movie ends. In almost every movie that's come out recently, the protagonist wins and then the movie just ends, right? There's no wrap up to what the other characters were doing, what else is about to happen, how does the world act after this issue has been overcome. And there is a whole sequence where Alex goes back to Earth, he tries to pick up his girlfriend, take him back, take her into space and spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Like there was uh, yeah, definitely spoilers. We we warned you earlier. Anyway, um it was, um, I, I don't know. I felt like they put a perfect little bow on the end of it. I don't know how this wasn't a a more popular movie out there. I mean, I don't, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily like, I don't know, better than any of the original Star Wars trilogy or I don't, it's, I mean, it's definitely, I definitely think it was better than Crawl, but it was a good movie. I definitely enjoyed it. You know, I'll, I, I was thinking, um, you know what? You're right. And one of the things that it's it does wrap it up nicely. Where he comes back and he picks up his girlfriend. Like, let's go to space or whatever, um, and rebuild the star, whole Starfighter Star League because like Legion, you know, yeah. Oh, well, because like, yeah, because like like the movie. For, okay, you watch this film, right? And if you haven't seen the movie, well, you should. But if you haven't seen the movie yet, there weren't that many Starfighters to begin with. Because at least in this one base. They have the Starfighters there for their debrief or for their briefing. Yeah, it was like and 20 of them. It's like a handful of guys there. I'm like, well, Legion is about a thousand soldiers, but I guess we're going to play with definitions now. I don't know. but It's a Space Legion. We'll call yeah, it that. No, a Space Legion only means 20. Okay, great. Yeah, there you go. I mean, but apparently they are amazing. Like, they, and like, it, like you and definitely, you I definitely did not get this when I was younger, that like these Starfighters, and because I don't, I don't listen to like words as much when I was younger, I was just looking at like cool spaceships and aliens. Yay, pew, pew. But now I'm watching. When I watch it now, and I haven't really, paid, I mean, you get a sense that being a starfighter with a capital S, according to them, with a capital S, is a really big deal. It's like you are the elite of the elite in that Star League military, and so mm-hmm. to be a starfighter means that you should. There should not be a lot of you out there. But but it's like it's a, it's a, think a legion about a thousand people. Yes, but a thousand for who knows how many planets of populations. You know, populations per planet in this star league, like it's a pretty elite group. Right. And then well, I just thought that to them be the any... final one, because they all oh, get yeah. wiped out in a sabotage event. Spoilers. And so we probably said, said after the spoiler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, but the point so, is it was a big deal and it was really cool to see that. So let's, 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 let's go ahead and start from the beginning on this thing. So the whole point of this, the movie that started off in the movie is that you have this guy named Alex Rogan, who lives in a trailer park. I mean, it's a trailer park in the 80s, which is, you know, it's 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 not great. Living in a trailer park is not fun. On a, a mountain, trailer- in a desert, he's basically in- the maintenance guy. Yeah, he's basically the maintenance guy. He's in high school. He's trying to get college in the city and leave the trailer park and make something of himself. And eventually, he just not. He, lo- he, he can't get his loan to go to college, so he's stuck there, and he can't go to the city. You know what I mean? So it, his only real escape is playing this game the last starfighter and then he plays the game and he not only beats the game but he beats the record in the game which is a big hullabaloo because everybody knows him in the trailer park you know yeah everybody knows he plays spends all his time playing the video game and he's never gotten a perfect score 
Fun fact, I don't know if you noticed this, but one of the kids that was playing with Lewis was Will Wheaton. This is his first motion picture. What? No, I didn't notice that. I did not yes. know that. One of the kids in the most in the movie where he's like there's a scene where he's playing with like two kids in the, in the trailer park, and one of the kids is like a red has like a red football jersey kind of thing. It's Will Wheaton. That's Will Wheaton. And he actually shows up at the end of the movie when Lewis is like, Hey, you you, you hear that you slimed? One of the kids behind them, which is one of the kids, is Will Wheaton. It's Will Wheaton. So one of the kids in the trailer park is Will Wheaton. But either way, I love you, so Will Wheaton. He, I love you so much. Amer- national treasure, Will Wheaton. I don't know about Wesley a national Crusher. treasure. I mean, he's definitely a likable guy. Wesley Crusher? Come on, dude. Come on, dude. But, I mean... Ensign. Ensign Wesley Crusher. Okay. He's great. Don't get me wrong. But if we're going to throw him up along the upper echelon of the greatest actors and actresses that we've ever talked about... Really? I mean, you have Stand he's By there. Me. He's, he's there. He's there, dude. Stand By Me... Star Trek Next Generation? I mean, shit. Toy Soldiers? Toy Soldiers? Yeah, dude. All right. It sounds like I'm being outvoted here, so might as well. <laughs> you, you really are. I mean, I mean, you really are considering that Toy Soldiers came no, out. Like, I mean, I, I, see your, I see your point. You're totally right. Maybe, but no. I think, well, good. He, he, he would Derek wouldn't know because he was born in 1989. But anyway, moving forward. <sighs> moving forward. <laughs> Anyways, I'm sorry, Derek. I love you, bro. I love you. You know I love you, dude. It's All debatable. right, so. He does this. He, he plays the video game. He beats the record, and that's it. It's like that's his claim to fame now is that he beat Starfighter. He beat an arcade game. But while he's there, I mean, he waits, and then all of a sudden, you know, I don't. I, it, there's all this stuff kind of happens. He's with Maggie, and Maggie is played by somebody. Uh, that lady is actually famous. She was actually, I think, on uh, uh, Days of Our Lives. She plays Hope on Days of Our Lives, I believe. And she's been on that show for a long time. But she, uh, but they, 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 you know, all he has is that, and he he wants to get away from there, and she doesn't want to, like, she can't move on past the thing, and then move on past. Yeah, the, she's uh, afraid of like le- leaving the the safety zone, right, where she's comfortable. Exactly, her safety zone, which is her granny, and and she can't move past that point. And he's like, I need to get out of here. It's just he, he feels like he's 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 meant for something more than just being a handyman in a trailer park. You know what I mean, and and we little do we know that is the case. I mean, he meets Centauri. So, yeah, Star, Starfighter. The, the arcade game is not, in fact, an arcade game. It is a basically a, a, a fighter pilot test in test. disguise. Yes. And yeah, because and because he beat it, he's recruited. He's recruited to the Star League by Centauri, and Centauri does this, of course, for money because he's. Kind of a confidence man, I guess you could call him. He's kind of a confidence. I mean, man. they, they certainly make him look that way. Yeah, the way he talks yeah. and stuff. Yes, yeah, well, like, he, oh, oh, I watched sorry. an interview with him, and he even describes the character as a um, like a, a galactic type of con man. Yeah, it's what he is, and it's true. And 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 so he goes and he does the uh, and he does the, uh, the 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 he takes him to the Star League, takes him to the fight Starfighter base, and if you notice. When and when Alex is there holding his costume, and they tack on the uh, the, the the transmitter, the translator mm-hmm. that that's actually like a circuit board from a digital watch. FYI, I believe so. It, it looked like it looked like a circuit board from the old like calculator watches we had in the eighties. That's what it looked like to me. You want to know something funny? Um, this movie, I remember it. I predicted the internet. I predicted the internet, and here's why. 
Because I remember when I was little and I watched this film and I'm like, but how did he know he broke the record? How did Centauri know? Because in a pre-internet age, there was no internet. So it was sort of like, how did that, how did that, um, that arcade cabinet transmit its signal? It was the internet before the internet. The I internet invented happened. it. I invented in- it. I invented the in- it. Oh, the, inter- the interwebs. The interwebs. It was so, my yeah. idea. Not Flynn. No. no. Flynn didn't come up no. with it. I did. No. No, yeah. Uh, but what, no, but, and then he goes up there. And no, if you know, I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. I actually did think about that once. And I'm like, how did they know? What did they do? Send a signal? Hmm. But like, <laughs> so, so I'm but curious. I like six. So what do I know? <laughs> Where do you, okay. Uh, I'm going to, we're going to play a little game here. Okay. Flash Gordon or The Last Starfighter, which is better? Last Starfighter. That's Starfighter. Oh, wait. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. Now I'm torn. Oh, what have you do to me, Derek? You're right. <laughs> it's, it's, okay. it's, it's, it's still, look, look, it's still Last Starfighter for me. Flash Gordon is great. M- music is phenomenal. They're too different. They're too different. They're not, no, but they're too different. It, but if you were to compare. It's like comparing them, apples and meatloaf. You know, you know what I would say? Oh, shit. You know what I would say? I would say, I would say, uh, if you were gonna tell me maybe John Carter and 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 Flash Gordon, I would probably say John still John Carter. But but it'd be it'd be close because the guy who plays Flash Gordon is a badass, and he actually his job. Do you know what he does now, dude? No. He owns a private security firm and he's a bodyguard for like rich, like oil people and barons and princes and shit like that. Are there still barons? Do we still have those in Europe? Princes from right. where? From from like from like from Saudi where? Arabia, like, from like Saudi Arabia. Oh, right? he, I just want to make you say his, it. Yeah, his job, his job, his job is like is like as he owns a private security firm. That's his job is to protect those people. But yes, so then. If if we if we almost I think we all agree Flash Gordon was a great movie but Last Starfighter was better right yes yes all right so Crow or Last Starfighter Last Starfighter now you now you're fucking with me dude Last Starfighter because I I think you know what no it's I love fantasy more- I love hard sci-fi like Last Starfighter but Last Starfighter is a better hard sci-fi movie than crawl is a fantasy film yep yes that is true this is true okay i I, like i mean like personally i love crow but if you want to take that out of it and you talk about it out on its merits last starfighter is a better motion picture because it is you do see the i guess you could say it's it's much more it's much better put together motion picture than crawl is i mean i it, it, in in the in, in the show we had last time for crawl i i mean I'm, i'll admit to it now it was a clunky motion picture there are parts of it that just it didn't fit right it was kind of like putting a square peg into a round hole would you say last time as far as a tighter film is it tighter? i would say it is, it's tighter okay motion. tighter it's toit 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 like a tiger okay i've got three more lightning round ready oh shit Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Do it, bro. Do it. Do it. Like you're pumping. <laughs> Starfighter and Legend. Shit. You Starfighter. Know what? I can't. I don't know. I have not seen Legend in a long time. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, stick, I'll stick with Starfighter right now. All right. Starfighter and Tron. <laughs> 
I think you made Goody's head explode. No, at that point. Uh, I'm gonna say Tron. I'm gonna say Tron. I'm gonna say Tron. Yeah, that's it, Tron too, bro. Tron. I kind of have to say Tron. It, it's too. Uh, it made too much impact on the, on the industry overall. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, all right. So Willow. Oh. Last Starfighter. <laughs> Willow. 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 All right, all right. I'm gonna give you two bonus rounds. Ready? Okay. Um, oh my god. 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 I'm Last sweating. Starfighter. Beastmaster. Last Starfighter. Oh Last Starfighter. Last Starfighter. So fast every I day. Know. I don't know, dude. As much I as I know. love sweaty, oily skin in in a no, sword and sorcery what about, epic. What about, no. what about Rip Torn in, as a bad nope. guy? Nope. Oh, nope. Last Starfighter. And the ferrets. Oh. I get the ferrets. No. Or those guys that wrap you in their wings and eat you, yes. end up, but end up being okay and good guys. Yes, and they fly. Last uh. Starfighter. Last Ooh. Starfighter. There's not a uh. wrong answer here, Thomas. I know, but this is, you're tearing me apart because I love Beastmaster 2. You can uh. like a movie more than another. I'll go with Last Starfighter because it is a better motion picture. All right, last one. Last Starfighter versus... Dragon Slayer. Oh, Last Starfighter. Last Starfighter. Uh, yeah, was, that was that an was easy one. one. That was easy for me. Okay. That was an easy one. Last All Starfighter. Right. Oh, Dragon Slayer is okay and actually it gets kind of boring. I was um I was thinking I know that these are entirely different genres, but I feel like if I were like making a movie marathon list of like really good movies that kind of I guess work well together, um I was thinking about <laughs> you guys are going to make fun of me. Um, Last Starfighter and uh, gosh, what was it? Uh, the, I forget the original full name of it, but it was the first uh, Conan the Barbarian with uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Conan the Barbarian. Is that what it called? I, there was another Conan the Barbarian later Conan, on. It was, it was Conan, Conan the Destroyer. That oh. was with Grace. That had, with, that had Grace Jones and Mako was again in it. But the first one was Conan the Barbarian. Wait, there was a Conan the Barbarian in 2012 or 11. Yeah, so that, maybe... was with Jason, that was with Jason Momoa. Yeah, and that's I not the say, one we're talking about here. No, no, no. But I will tell you, just a side note, the one with Jason Momoa was actually, I would say, a truer depiction of the yes. character from the novel. Because yes. I got really big into a Conan the Barbarian, like reading pulp thing for a while there. And I read a ton of the pulp novels, not just by Howard, but by, by others that carry on his legacy. And Conan the Barbarian was actually a, and it is no fault to Arnold Schwarzenegger because of the time of his career and, and all that. But Conan the Barbarian is actually a very, very articulate character in the novel. He is. He is. Very he is. articulate. He's, he's yeah. smarter than you think he is. That's fair. You know I mean? That's and, fair. And so actually, Jason Momoa's depiction of Conan was more like, more, it was, it was closer to, what the novels, what he was like in the novels, the original source well, material. The thing is, is that everybody's looking toward, looking to the Conan the Destroyer ones because that's what we have as, as, a, as a guide. Yeah, as a, as a pop cultural touchstone is, is Schwarzenegger's depiction of Conan. Yeah, so you know, like all the conversation in that one was done by his co-stars and James Earl Jones, which was amazing as the bad guy. He was phenomenal as the bad guy. But they didn't really play up the whole thing. Like Conan's look, he is... Black haired with like ice blue eyes. Like he has really, really, you know, really blue eyes. And that was kind of his, his appearance and his unstoppable skill at like killing people. I remember, I remember when, when we used to buy those poetic about it. Yeah, 
We used to buy those comics at the supermarket, the Conan comics, the, the oh, old yeah. school ones. Oh, yeah. I do. I just one. thought, it, for anybody who has seen the movie and maybe wanted to, I don't know, branch out in the, the era, or if you hadn't seen the movie and you wanted to really understand, is it really worth watching? You got to have a ratio. Now you got a good picture. We got a bunch of comparisons out there. Although I got to tell you, though, that is a very disparate comparison. They're like Conan the Barbarian <laughs> and Last Starfighter. Those are very different. Oh, no, not not alike at all. I was just thinking that they kind of, if I saw one, I oh, would be stones. in the mood for the they're next. Touchstones. They are touchstones, I would say. Yeah, that's, those, are, those are good touchstones for that whole time. All right, well, I didn't let, mean to interrupt, but go ahead. All right, let's, let's get back to the movie. So, so when he makes it to the Starfighter base... Or would that be Starkiller Base? I don't know. Starfighter Base. When he gets to Starfighter Star Base. Starkiller. <laughs> oh, I don't know. The Force Unleashed. Yes. If, if you get, once he gets back to Starfighter Base, uh, if you notice, which I thought was hilarious, and I showed it to Layla, my daughter, uh, as, as they're panning through all the terminals, I'm like, well, oh, that's a lot of light bright, light bright consoles that they have a lot there. They, they, really, they really spent no expense on yeah, but Does uh, she on, know what a light bright is? Because yeah, the 80s she, hit wood, and I had she, one. <laughs> oh, but you, she had, but one. you had yours in 1997, right? Yes, yeah, you, mm. <laughs> you had the reissue, Derek. No, no, but yes, no, she knows what a light bright is, and she got a kick out of me saying that. But yeah, if you notice, like the terminals were like, all of a sudden, it's like, there's a lot of light bright happening here. But um, so, and if you noticed, when he's having the um, the briefing, when he's holding his costume and he's having the briefing and he's definitely a tentacle guy. If when he sits down, you mean everybody his uniform, else, you mean his, co- his uniform, man. Yeah, his uniform, his, his costume, flight suit. Uniform. His flight suit, yes. God, his if costume? you noticed, Ugh. if you noticed, well, it was basically <laughs> no costumes for him. But if you notice, everybody in front of him has, uh, everybody around him has a navigator of their same race, the same planet race. Yeah. But his chair is empty. Like it's funny because of course they weren't expected to have somebody on Earth, and of course Centauri brought some dude who wanted a video game, but he didn't. Well, they he didn't mentioned have how Earth wasn't supposed to be tapped. Exactly. Or, yeah, because they weren't part of the Star League. It hasn't matured enough because they like, we say it's like it's like oh we only have war with each other. You know what I mean? It's just. Well, I, I and, love how like, Centauri was like, "No, nah, man, get the Earth things into it. Like, we'll, yeah. we'll throw some video games that way and figure it out." But like. He's just trying to make a quick buck, right? Like he just found an untapped potential where he didn't have to compete. I guess, but I I find him to be more noble than that. Like he's a con man, but he's using his skills to do a greater good. Yes, that's exactly what it is. You mean like save the galaxy? Yes. (laughs) I just love hearing his voice. (laughs) Greetings, Yeah, he was a great, they cast just the right person there. Yeah, dude, and it was like his last movie, man. I mean, like it was his last. Movie. Yeah, man, I, I didn't realize it was his last one until I was, I was watching one of those like making of whatever, and they mentioned it was his last one. I was like, geez, like that. And oh, and what a uh, treasure. We, just, we skipped over. We skipped over the beta unit that he met in the car. <laughs> you know, I mean, so so funny thing is with the beta unit. I read about this is that the beta unit scenes, most of them were put in after the the film had already done filming because they went to the test audiences and they love the aspect of the beta unit so much that they actually went back and and shot some scenes so most of the scenes with the beta unit were done after the film was already done because if you noticed i don't know if you noticed but lance guest's hair 
was kind of strange. It was a little different with the beta unit. Yeah. It was a Did wig. Did you notice? It was a wig because he has cut his hair after he had filmed finished some of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And the, I mean, uh, but it that it was, beta it, side story really. It, it fleshed out. Yeah. It, I, didn't, I didn't feel like it was forced or. I mean, yeah. it really fit well because he kind of had these different stories happening and him, the beta unit, like exploring with what it means to have a girlfriend and be intimate, and blah, blah, blah. And he's like cheating at some point. Yeah. And it was the thing I loved about this movie is that there was so much like this. Okay. This movie has so much like warmth to it. Like there are some cheesy scenes, but they're just, it's like good cheese. Like, what the scene where- place? Like, here's here's the thing. Here's the the difference between good cheese and bad cheese. Bad cheese pulls you out of the story. Good cheese, you laugh about it, but you're not pulled out of the storyline. And you enjoy it. Yeah. Like, like the scene, like, the, like the one scene where the the scene where the beta unit destroys the the second Zandozan. Which, first off, before we go to the second Zandozan, let's talk about how Gul Dukat from DS Nine. Was the assassin? Was the first <laughs> yes, assassin. yes. When I saw his face, okay. I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" When I saw those acne he scars, I was evil like, "Admiral I was Akbar." <laughs> he is evil uh, Akbar. He is. Oh, he was. He was. This, I was going to say too. Evil he's Admiral Akbar. Evil, he's an evil monk. I didn't know the monk calamaris were a part of this. The Kodan Armada. I didn't. Understand or an that. evil version of the monk calamari. Holy <laughs> crap! Yes. I was waiting for somebody to pop up and go, it's a trap. <laughs> <Just like laughs> but, but I was like, holy shit, it's Gold Ducat. What the fuck? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, it didn't, I don't know. I guess I was too wrapped in the story. Like I noticed it, but I didn't really dwell on it. But no, but what I was talking about is that like when he, when, when the second, because they killed the first one because the first one shot, uh, okay, well, it shot Centauri and Centauri dies, quote unquote. He dies, uh, and he tried, Alex tries to get him back to the Starfighter base, and he realizes this is destroyed. It's almost like half of it's destroyed when he gets there. But when the second Zanduzan is there and tries to inform the Kodan Armada that the last Starfighter is in space still, okay, as we're speeding up, um, and he blows up the transmitter with the Zanduzan, the beta unit essentially kills himself, saving the day. Okay, and then all of a sudden, Maggie turns around and says, "I love you, Alex Rogan." And then by, behind her, she's blowing up. It's like sparks flying. I was like, "This is so cheesy," but it's a good cheese. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I loved it. And it like, and it like zoomed in on her. I'm like, "Wow, this is this is like quintessential like '80s cheese flick." Yeah, they <laughs> were like, milking. Was, they were milking. They it. were really milking. And and I, I'm I'm not gonna lie, I was I was drinking every sip of that milk. <laughs> yeah, there Every you go. Sip of that sweet, sweet milk. Sweet, sweet Maggie's milk. Oh gosh! So, All right. Wow. wow. Okay. Oh, oh shit. What um, Maggie cheese? It, okay. okay. The, the movie that surprised me. One of the, my, my big takeaways from this was like the layers to it. You kind of, you guys have touched upon it, but some of the layers I see in this. First of all, and like as a lore guy, the background lore that needs to be discussed in a possible sequel or remake. Sure, or sure father. No, no, no. Screw that guy. I mean. <laughs> I mean, here's, here's what I'm talking about. First of all, and this is actually the biggest one for me, the beta unit, right? Because here's the thing. When he does the whole thing of when he's, when he's Alex's copy, which the fact that his hair was different as a beta unit was perfect, actually, because in my mind, 
I was like, oh, he's a copy, but he's not a perfect copy. Very true. And that was that. That, that, that for me that worked. worked. Like I didn't know I'm that like, little fun fact about how they filmed it later or whatever. That was great. That was great. That's a way. That's a way to say that. It, that that yeah. That that's a way that it's a beta unit. But it's, it's an in law reason. An in law reason for why. Although it's not the case, but I'll take it. I'll take but, it. But but what I loved about it is like when he, when Alex goes. Well, then you go I'll, there I'll, and he I'll goes. Accept, I'll accept that counselor. Wait, what? No. All right. <laughs> um, when 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 he, Alex goes, well, then you fight for me, and he goes, no. See, that's the thing. Beta units aren't allowed to fight. That is a perfect launching point for this whole thing because in this society of Star League where you have effectively clones that are being created and can be used for different things, in this society, they refuse to allow these clones to fight. Whether it's a good thing because they're like, no, they're bred for a certain thing, they're built for a certain thing to copy other people, we can't make them fight our wars, or from the beta unit's perspective, well, I have my own free will, and I love the society I'm in. I want to fight for my society, but I cannot because as a beta unit, I am not allowed to fight. You know what I mean? Like That's an interesting little backstory thing that I don't know if the, if the filmmakers were imagining that, but for me as a lore guy, I'm like, that's a really cool concept. It's kind of like that whole iRobot kind of concept where they had to like, you know what I mean? Like they can't really do much. Yeah, they have the whole, uh, the, the, the three laws I think they have to do, they have to yeah. follow. And yet these beta units who are clearly have their own will and have their own mentality and their own idea, they're, they're grown and they're created. They're, you know, an art, artificial life form, maybe what they'd call it. But it's like, no, we can't fight, you know? And so that was a cool, that was a little neat little, oh, interesting little, little bit of lore there that I hadn't picked up on, you know, in the last 30 years of my life. Um, but the other things I noticed that was kind of like a little, little background thing was the fact that like, well, you mentioned how the navigators were like, there were no, no human navigators and all that stuff. And the humans and like this guy, Centauri comes in con man. And it's going to grab one random human and put him in here and do all this. But when, and, and all these different other races are fighting in this star league, they're all star fighters. And yet, and yet when big floating head Zur shows up and he's talking to his dad and all of that, the dad says, uh, when Zura says says something, and then his dad says, "That's for the people of Rylos to decide," and I'm like, "Yeah, but what about all the other planets in the Star League? They don't decide on that." that and fact? one thing, I, the one thing I was like surprised at also. I mean, there's there's so much in this motion picture. Like you said, with, with, there are with layers. Zora, there's a lot of layers with this motion picture. Like like the aspect of you could do like a prequel in regards to the people who created the frontier because supposedly the frontier wraps around the entire universe of where the Star League is envelops. So the basically the frontier is a huge wall of minds that literally are wrapping around the known universe, which includes Earth. Yeah, so they, they, only they, they follow, probably follow that, that they probably follow that prime directive type theme that Star Trek does. That yes. like, we don't reveal yeah. ourselves but you're under our protection anyway. Exactly. So it's like it's this huge wall of minds that basically block anyone from coming into it. But the Earth, the, the other systems, solar systems are included with it. So how big is this frontier? You know what I mean? Like how large is this thing? You know? Which, well, well, he says it. Uh, Zer's dad says eons ago, our ancestors yeah. created yes. the frontier. So that's a, yeah. a that's a thousands upon thousands of years old 
minefield slash shield generator. It's a wall. It's a shield generator, not just mines, but also like a shield generator that keeps out whatever else is out there, which is the Kodan, apparently. Which is which is another thing. I'm like, yeah. So this huge universe, Star League Frontier, which is thousands upon thousands of years old, and they've had this technology forever. Um, and I, that automatically makes me think. Besides the Kodan, who else is out there? What else oh, is and, outside and, and, the, uh, outside that wall? And going back to me, I, this is going to be. I guess my I guess my thing. This this episode is going to be the whole cheese factor. Is that what I liked? What I thought it was so great was that this movie had, you know, it did it it it, it was able to do what it could with the special effects of the time, but like yeah. the, the sets and the stages had this like really like quintessential like charming like drive-in movie kind of feel to it you 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 get what i'm trying to say like it was like it was like had like that drive-in like cheap b-movie sci-fi kind of feel to it but it still had a little bit of money behind it you know what i mean like you almost it almost had that like happy medium of motion pictures that you know either they they went too far or they didn't go didn't go far enough but they but this movie kind of like fell right in that sweet spot where they used the technology of the day for the starfighter scenes, you know, in space. I was really they, impressed by all. I mean, it it didn't honestly. The CG of this movie it's it's not cutting edge. It's not believable that it's well, for 1984, but damn. To the point well, it doesn't pull you out of the story, which is really as long as you can do that, I don't care how crappy it looks, if it doesn't pull me out of the story, I'm good. Whatever. It's fine. Exactly. Exactly. And so like, and then of course, when they do go to the scenes inside the other ships or inside, even inside the Starfighter itself, inside the Starfighter, it still looks fantastic. Like inside the Starfighter, it looks great. It doesn't, I mean, that I don't think that should change if they were to remake this movie or if they were to make like, like there is, you know, talks of them trying to make it into a series on Amazon. I mean, the, the the if they were to make the series, I don't think they should change anything from inside the cockpit because it looks pretty damn good either way. I mean that would translate well nowadays. Um, as long but, as they don't try and like the last thing I want to see is that they recruit you know starfighters and they get into like F twenty two Raptors and fly <laughs> into space. No, yeah, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it it it, it definitely held. That kind of like happy, like I said, happy medium in between like B movie sci fi and that cutting edge kind of aspect of the 1980s, trying to tap into the whole Star Wars kind of feel, but still be on its own. So I don't know. I don't know if you guys understand what I'm trying to say. I don't know, but I mean that's just what I'm thinking in my head at this point. I I, I totally get that actually, and it's one of those where it, the movie just kind of like hit all those spots for me and watching it again. I hadn't seen it in a few years. I mean, I've seen it relatively recently, but like definitely more recently than Kroll, but um, just watching it this time, I mean, it was just it all those little moments. And like, for me as like a video games guy, it brought me back to when I was like, when I was little watching the movie, I'm like, that's what I would love to happen to me, except for the whole, like everyone dying around me thing with the base being blown up. But yeah, playing a video game and becoming like super recognized because of how good I was at that video game was just kind of like a concept that I loved. Um, one thing I was thinking about, and what do you guys, I mean, like, let me ask you, um, the sequel 
I mean, maybe do you want to continue with the film, or I'm now I'm thinking about what your sequel idea or concept go ahead might be. Go ahead, dude. Go keep, keep well, talking, dude. You know, you know, for me, I honestly like I'm still on the betas, bro. Because here's why, and here's that that part of the movie when he sacrifices himself and dies in a fire, you know, in an inferno, and of course the girl thinks about Alex Rogan, the real version, whatever. Anyway, but the fact that like I'm like that there, there should be someone when Alex picks up his girlfriend and takes her, right? She should say, Oh yes, that beta did this for us. I don't know if the people are like, well, yeah, that's what he's meant to do. Or someone's going to go, maybe the beta should be allowed to fight if they choose to fight because, you know, this heroic one did his job and like put him, put someone else above himself and did all that. Maybe we should incorporate them into the fight. I don't know. I just think like, it's one of those where it, it, there's, there's a lot of uh, other options or, or the whole Rylos thing I mentioned, like the people have Rylos, but what about all the other races? And now Earth is there. And oh, and by the way, Starship came down, entire trailer park saw it. What, are they going to keep quiet about it? I don't know about that. I don't know. Uh, what, what do you guys think in terms of, I mean, throwing out there I mean, real I mean, quick, sequel I mean, idea. I if they make I a sequel. It, it, I mean, who knows if they make a sequel? I mean, there was talks. I mean, the guy who created the series, who, created the, the, who wrote it, he actually had, you know, talks with, you know, different studios to create a sequel where, you know, uh, his son would take over or at one point Lewis was going to take over. You know what I mean? Like, there was there was talks, but nothing came to fruition. And then, of course, recently in the last five years, there was talks of expanding into a series where they would talk about, you know, how Alex's son became a part of the Star League and to help fight against the Kodan because it's still a thorn in the Star League side and Zor is still out there kind of thing. So I don't know. I mean, I would hope, God, I hope they would make something to it because I think there's so much. This movie is, has so much potential to be expanded upon. I mean, I, I I don't know what else from the 80s other than maybe Star Wars or maybe Conan or I don't know what. In my mind, I can't think of one sci-fi you know, type of project from the 80s that has such a potential to expand on a story that I don't know, man. I, I really don't know. I can't, I can't think of it. So... Something else that kind of came to mind whenever I was thinking about this movie and how, because um, I, I was, I read something somewhere. I think it might have been the same thing you're talking about, Tomas, where they're, they're talking about kind of rebooting it, bringing it back to, to, to some, uh, I guess it's Hulu or Amazon Prime or whatever. Um, like how this trope of, of, of story, um, like where you've got a character who's like, he doesn't have any, it looks like he doesn't have any potential. He doesn't have anywhere that he's going to grow into. He's just going to be stuck in the same place forever. But some kind of ability is uncovered and, you know, he's whisked off away to save the universe. Um, the whole time I'm watching this, I was like, why do I know this so much? And then it dawned on me, there's an entire genre of anime mo- uh, shows that fit that mold. They actually have a label for it and it's called Isekai. Have you guys ever heard of this? Do you guys know what I'm talking about at all? Am I off? Oh, no, 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 no. Go ahead. Okay, Talk so uh, Isekai, basically, um, it it translates to, me, to mean uh, another world, but the idea is you've got a character who's like totally useless in the real world. They can't really do anything. 
They don't have any special abilities. Nobody likes them. They're not popular. They're not good at anything. They don't play sports. They're not good in school, anything. Um, they're just average of average. And uh, so much so that they kind of get, you know, um, no one notices them. They kind of get brushed under the rug. Nobody notices them, right? Um, but something happens, you know, sometimes it's a video game they play, they get sucked into a video game and they go to another universe. Or, you know, they they find this artifact on a, you know, ditch somewhere and they touch it, they get sucked to another world. Or they get um, uh, promoted to to go and save the universe in some way or another. And there's a whole genre of this, and they're often ones that I watch. And I maybe that's why I love this movie so much, because it basically is that. You got a kid who's in the middle of nowhere, quite literally on a mountainside trailer park, and goes off to save the galaxy, right? Because he's got one good thing he's good at, and it's the one thing that the galaxy needs, you know? I mean... No, maybe not. Well, I mean, actually, yeah, there was that actually is exactly the plot line for. I don't know if you remember the Captain N video game, the video, the, the show Captain N, the Game Master, at all. <laughs> yes, I do. Well, that's what it was. <laughs> no, no, I'm, not, I'm not kidding. That's what it was. I mean, for anyone that was around that time, it was the same thing. High school kid gets sucked into the Nintendo video game world with Warp Zones, Kid Icarus, Metroid, all that stuff. We've talked about before the comics and all that. That's the yeah, same idea. I remember this one. Complete same outsider, regular high school kid. All he does is play video games, and he gets sucked into this world and becomes the hero of that world. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I that's and is. Uh, let me ask you though, because does that genre predate Last Starfighter, and these kind of like came together, or do you think influenced by Last Starfighter at all? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is, but I mean, you can definitely possibly think that that's the case but i can't i mean i can't say with absolute certainty but i'm pretty sure that the genre of isekai as a label and anime following that must have been after like there has to be have been other movies before this right even before starfighter right um but it just it just kind of i, I don't i don't think anime did it first or necessarily even did it better it's just uh, more of the same, you know. I'm, I'm sure that there were movies long before Starfighter that that did this same kind of, uh, I don't know, trope. Is that what it is? Yeah, I could say trope. I'd, I'd say I'd say trope. Yeah. No, no. I, I mean, I think um, it just kind of made sense to me why I would like Last Starfighter so much. Okay. Well, I mean, I mean, I just. I mean, I think I think basically we've we've all talked about. I mean, the, the motion picture is definitely a, a great, a, 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 it's a it's a nice little gem in regards to you know the '80s in regards to sci-fi and, and. Where's your rating? What do you think it is? Me, my rating. Um, I honestly give this movie an eight. Fair, cool. I give it an eight. An eight. What, about you, what about you, Derek? Because this is your first. This is the first time you ever watched the movie, man. Um. Man, I'm gonna have to say, man, where would I rate this? Uh, eight, eight point two. That's good. I'll give you that, Goody. What about you? I know you like Goody. Well, um, okay, two things. One, I'm gonna give this um, probably nine Death Blossoms. 
out of ten possible <laughs> death blossoms. We, we that, yeah. <laughs> By the way, death blossom is that big final move that they do in the movie, yes, which actually that is from the movie, which has become yeah, that's, a, which I found out became actually military slang after that film. Are you oh, serious? Really? Yeah, it became military slang for one a kind of like a what they call like spray and pray remover or m- maneuver rather. Where apparently it became military slang for when certain troops, enemy troops, just decide forget it and just shoot everything around them, the last ditch effort. They called it a death blossom after that after the film. It was inspired by the film. Apparently, that's awesome, dude. Man, that is awesome. I like it. But, I like um, it. So, but yeah, I'd give it. I love this movie a lot. Nine. Uh, you know what? No, let me let me let me let me temper it a little bit. Eight point five. Death Blossom. Yeah, you should. Don't temper it, Goody. Go with it, Goody. No, 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 no. Live I'm in it, Goody. Goody. Live in it. I'm living in it. It's, it's 8.5. 8.5. 8.5. 8.5. 8.5. blossoms. Awesome. Awesome. My, so, my, okay. My, my other thought, Before, by the way, my other thought, one more, one more, one more. My other thought was this. I was racking my brains and it finally occurred to me. Derek, there was a, ga- there was a game on PS4. Here we go. Or PS3 called Gallic Z. Uh, with G-A-L-A-K-Z. And it's on Steam and everything. It's a space kind of side-scrolling shooter game. But it's the same concept. You are the last guy in this kind of like imperial. Basically, the, the 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 big system you're part of has been wiped out by this kind of like invading force, and you're pretty much the last guy to, to survive it. And it's kind of it has actually roguelite elements to it. But the beauty of that game is that it was made by American Studio, but and developers. But it's very much made in the kind of form of a of kind of an any eighties anime. Like to the point where you'll like when you start the game, it even has a little like VHS tracking lines on it. When um, kind of like the, well, the little, whole thing, I've I, I've I've played little uh, versions of that, and the whole thing screams Gundam. Yeah, well, yeah, because you can yeah. actually when you find uh, an, a mod to your ship, it can you can make your mod your ship into kind of a big sort of like mech mech unit uh, flying right. around space and stuff. It's a great little nice. homage, but it's the same idea. Last guy, last hope. But he's like a nobody, and then gets pulled into it. And he's like, "Well, I guess I better save the universe now, or something." But yeah, anyway. Sorry. So okay, so so not okay. So uh, before we move on to our top shelf, guys, I wanted to kind of give up some some quick quick trivia on the motion picture of Last Starfighter. So, um, so the the screenwriter himself he based the motion picture on the great book by the the great novel by T. S. White, um, the Once and Future King. So it's it's based on actually the Once and Future King, the Arthurian uh, novel, which is okay. That makes sense for that line when we talk about Excalibur. They drop Excalibur mm-hmm, with that mm-hmm. um, the Excalibur test, which makes me think. Which was a, something that occurred to me. So is, is Centaur really old? Where like Arthur or that whole thing was sort of like, oh, we're still fighting this war with Zur. By the way, well, hundreds of years ago, I don't know. I mean, yeah. okay, I'm going to say it beforehand. Spoiler alert. Centauri gets shot, and we think he's dead until the end of the movie, when he was just asleep because he needs yes. to heal himself, right? Yes, and 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 of course he he reveals himself with such panache and flourish. Well, yeah, that's how he is, <laughs> basically, which is fantastic, which is great. So yeah, so that which is which is which is which is definitely appropriate with the way the character is, but just in general, I mean, that, that, that he was able to use and create such an fantastic sci-fi motion picture which you know i which shows you uh, he's got a definitely a great imagination the writer considering that he created on once a future king which is you know something you read in high school with that you know what i mean like well, you, if you, you don't know already like the merlin 
Well, yeah, I well, guess ex- well, exactly. And and the once a future king, if you don't for those that don't out there, if you've ever, it's it's what the Disney animated film Sword in the Sword Stone in the Stone is exactly. based on. Like that's not based on like the old Arthurian legends. It's more no. so based on yeah the once in future king uh, work yeah. from the 19th century. Like where, where the where the the last Starfighter arcade game is the stone. And he's trying to just, and he's basically pulling the sword out of it, and that's what the that's what him beating that game is basically the case. Oh yeah, he's proving his worth, right? Exactly. Cool. I like it. So there's I okay. So Alex Rogan, than, Arthur A R, maybe I don't know, whatever. Arthur 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 Pendragon. Uh, so then you have Alex also Rogan. Alex Rogan, Arthur Pendragon. So then there was um also a little bit of information. There was a uh, a rumor at some point that there was a prototype. Starfighter arcade game out there that was coming out, but since been lost. So uh, Zach Penn, if you are listening, uh, once you make that the, the subject of your next motion pictures, as you did Atari Game Over, make it the last Starfighter. Let's roll Star League. I don't know whatever you want to call it, but find that arcade box, buddy. I, I just, yeah, I'll watch it. <laughs> so will I. Um, uh, somebody who was offered the role of Zur. Was Robin Williams? <laughs> no. That so, would have been a very different kind of tone. Maybe yes, it would I have. Been, I, it would have been a little strange. But I'm just thinking of like, like you know, like Mork without hair in the, the giant widow's well, peak kind of thing. I, I, you know, and the thing is that, like, and I, I, I mean, it's one of those things where you know, I see Robin Williams how he's developed over his career. He can do dramatic really well, awesome at it, but. Robin Williams, nineteen eighty four. It's still yeah. Mark and Mindy, like like super yes. comedic, clownish, if if you will. Robin Williams. I think I think comedian, I think at that know? point, the most dramatic he had done at that point was uh, uh, the world according to Garp. I think that was the most dramatic he'd done, and that was super depressing. So, so yeah. Um, all right. So now uh, here's something that was crazy that I thought was funny as hell is uh, Granny. She was actually in the Star Trek pilot and in the Next Generation episode called The Cage. She was one of the Telosian keepers. Oh, wow. One of those, like, creatures that, like, trapped everyone and the... They trapped, they trapped, that trapped Captain Pike. Yeah, and, like, the, the Federation oh, to do wow. a whole, like, Gosh. trap the whole thing. Yeah, wow, wow. She was one of the Telosian keepers in that episode, as well as when they revisited them in Next Generation. In the episode "The Cage," wow! Dude, All right, nuts. yeah, I didn't see that coming. Yeah, that's deep cut. And then, oh, and then, um, FYI, here's something funny for you. You know that scene where Greg is showing his family? Yeah, yep, yep. <laughs> it shows the picture of his wife. Uh huh. Okay. That's actually the actor who played Greg in the same makeup, but dressed as a woman. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> Love it. FYI, it's still him with a boa. FYI. I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right. So, so on that note, we're going to move forward to our top shelf. Top shelf. Top shelf bringing that high speed. Tell me why. Oh, God. Liquor. Uh, who's Alky, going first? Alky, Alky. No, this is not karaoke night. Quit <laughs> Ain't I'll nothing go first. I'll but go first. a heartache. I'll go first. Tell me right. why okay. All right. ain't nothing but... Sorry. Go ahead, dude. All right. So my top shelf this week is actually a television series 
Uh, I'm late to the game. I don't care. I love it and I live it. I've recently just gotten hooked and I'm, I'm about to clear out Cobra Kai. So I didn't jump on the Cobra Kai train when it was on YouTube Red because I wasn't going to purchase for a, another streaming service. But once they got on Netflix and I jumped on the bandwagon of reading the article, they're going to make a third season on Netflix and they had the first two seasons available. I watched it. I am deeply hooked. I, I binged the first, about 10 episodes for the first season, 10, or, 10 episodes, give or take. And I, I cranked out six of them and I only stopped because I was like, I got to be up early the next day. Although I shouldn't have stopped because it's amazing. But yeah, man, Cobra Kai, it's so great. And like the depth that they give to these characters, to Johnny Lawrence's character, the main character, right? The, you know, the, the quote unquote bad guy from the first Karate Kid film. I don't know if you guys know what I'm talking about. Out there in the Potter, the Potter, what? The podcast verse. But yeah, man, Cobra Kai. Oh, love it. Great film. Great writing. Great continuation of the story of the Karate Kid. And uh, yeah, that's my top shelf. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai forever. Good pick, man. I haven't seen it. I'm not going to watch it, but I know everybody loves it. Put him in the body bag, man. Sweep the leg. Sweep the leg. Gosh. No, definitely check it out. You got it. It's great. It's a great film. Oh, a great show series. And they're short episodes. That's what makes it, makes it so bingeable because they're only about half an hour. The first season, they're only like 30 minutes an episode, give or take. Some a little bit longer, some a little bit shorter. So like you'll watch it and it ends. You're like, oh, I got to watch another one because it's so nice and bite-sized. It's great. Hmm. All right, maybe. I've got a whole week right. ahead of me. Maybe I'll do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Like, like, like Ben Stiller, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. All right, Tomas, what do you think, man? Oh, no, 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 no. First you, Derek. I want to hear you, baby. Oh, okay. Um, all right, first off, uh, I'm going to go for the easy one, and I don't think anyone's called this yet, but The Mandalorian. Oh, shit. <laughs> So, excuse me. Did fact, you rewatch it or something? Baking powder. The, <laughs> the the fact that season two trailer just dropped. Season three is coming in about a month. Season two is coming. Not season, season three. Two trailer came out. Season two is coming out in about a month at the end of October. Everyone listening, you've got about a couple weeks to go and watch the first season. Please, please, for the love of God and everything that is good, go watch it. It is so good. It is such a good Star Wars series. Go watch um, the Mandalorian. I mean, Disney. I Plus. can't get it. I, that 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 trailer is so fantastic. Especially spoiler alert. Especially at the end of the trailer when you know that the Mandalorian is going to throw down, and so does uh, so does the the child know, and he shuts and he closes his crib by himself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, what I love, what I love in some of them, if you know Star Wars, is like, oh, we have to take this child back to those. Jedi Force Sorcerer Wizard people, and I'm like, oh, you mean like they're all dead? So uh, good luck with that. He's gonna be looking for a long time because like Luke, that's all they've so got. Or whatever. well, no, remember Ahsoka's in. Ahsoka's there. Yeah, I know, but she will also tell them, oh yeah, we're all dead. I don't know. Like, that's the thing about the Jedi. There are very few of them left. So where is he gonna go? He's gonna go to random. Yeah, I think farm. the list of like known Jedi that survived was like in the 20s, maybe 30 Jedi in total that survived. Well, and um, this is actually talking after, like, not even like, you know, Star Wars Rebels level, but like this, after, this after, like, 20 after years. Return of the Jedi. So, like, there's like very few of them left. Oh, yeah. We yeah, don't I mean, even this know is like, the rest of Mark. We're talking, we're t- at this point, we're talking like. like not even Yoda's like, around. The, Yoda's dead. It's like, Obi-Wan's dead. It's like, it's like 25 years after the, the, the Clone Wars. 66, yeah. Right? Yeah, it's like 25 years. 
So because this takes place five years after Return of the Jedi. And how old was Luke at this point? 18, 19, 20 years old, I think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's 20 years old in Return of the Jedi. So one thing I want to point out, anyone out there who's hesitant to go and watch this show because you're not into Star Wars, you don't know it, you didn't watch movies, whatever, it's fine. The, The Mandalorian absolutely gives you a total clean slate. You don't have to know. You don't have to. You don't have to understand. You don't have to know the backstory. You don't need to know the special things about the Mandalorians. They teach it all to you, and it's really short. What was it, like 10 or 12 episodes was the first season or something? No, the first season was eight. There you go. It was it was real short. Now, they were longer. I think they were like 45-minute episodes, right? Uh, Depends. Some of them were like, they were between 40 and 57 minutes, depending on there the you episode. Go. Like the, there you go. Like the last episode, like the last episode of the first season was like 57 minutes. But like some of them, a couple of them were like 37, 38 minute long episodes, which, but they still packed a punch, yeah. which was fantastic. Well, you get invested in the character. You understand the lore. They, they introduce you to the characters and the importance of certain things, the unimportance of other things. Mm-hmm. Um is in importance a word? I don't know. Moving on. Anyway, irregardless, ir- ir- it's a, oh, it might gosh. be a word. No, that's we, not a word. All right, <laughs> unimportant. It is unimportance. <laughs> the unimportance, but irregardless is a word because it's in the, the dictionary. No, no. Anyways, no, no, don't do that. It is a word, Goody. It's a word, Goody. Goody hates that Please, word. Move it on. He hates move that on, word. Move on, guys. It's not a real other word. Other than some other words that I don't want to specify, but he hates that word. What movie? What show? What is? Okay, your- okay. For me, it's neither. Okay, I know I've done. I did um, a couple. I've done a couple graphic novels. I did Saga, I did Mouse. Yeah, nobody cares. We'd go move on. Fuck you, bro. As far as as far as myself, I have a graphic novel this week, which is a cool ass graphic novel. It came out in 2011 when it came out as issues, and they have it in the graphic novel sense now, uh, collected. Um, it's called Infinite Kung Fu. Okay, so it's a it's a book that's. Uh, it's a comic book, comic series that's uh, written and drawn by this uh, by this artist named Kagan McLeod, and what it is is like it's in the future, okay, in a world that's been ravaged by I don't know nuclear. You you never know, but it's in a world world. It's been it's post apocalyptic, but it's got like it's kung fu motion pictures. Basically, everyone is looks like as if they're like in a 1970s Shaw Brothers motion picture, and they're all following the martial world, martial ethics. Uh, it's got a for the book's got a forward by Gordon Liu Goody. I mean, which okay. is fantastic. I gotta read this now because because now my head, <laughs> my lore head is spinning. Like, but why? Why did they take that? Oh my god! So so the mo- so the book the book the guy who wrote the book he he basically takes all the principles and different things that you always saw and ideas that you would see in like 1970s Shaw Brothers, Kung Fu motion pictures, like Five Deadly Venoms and the 36 Chambers and 36 Chambers of Death and, you know, Drunken Master, all that stuff, and put them in kind of like this this book that has like in Chinese mythology mixed in with it as well. And it's a fantastic book. The 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 collected version, which actually, I'll be honest with you, I got it from my public library. It was in my library. It was in my Forsyth County that public library. Go read a book. Go read a book, dude. For real, they have graphic novels. No, yeah, yeah. honestly, you gotta check it out because the library. It was a library where I got my first, where I got like a ton of those compendious omnibuses of the yes. Walking Dead and the Buffy, like. 
season eight series. Like like all that stuff in the in the public library. Use your public library if you love comics and graphic novels. It's worth it. It's worth it. If you didn't know it, you should. It's amazing. Go to your public library. Use your library card. It's free, and you get access to all these fantastic comics. I love how this has turned into a, co- a commercial for libraries. But I know. Yo, they need it, bro. But they need it, man. They need it. They often they have need it. online streaming. Like, you can get a that, that free too. subscription to watch movies and TV shows you know, exactly. on, your app, on your phone, on your Apple TV, whatever. And again, oh. it's free. It's free, but either way, but what I'm saying is that read the mo- the, the 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 graphic novel, Infinite Kung Fu. It's about f- honestly, it's about 400, 450 pages long, so it's a lot. But you can get through it. It's very simple. You can get through it within like I don't know, maybe two days, because it's a good read for a comic book, and you 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 you'll blow right through it. And the way he moves, the way he does, like because there's fight scenes, and the way he does the fight scenes. You can literally hear the motions in your mind, like the whole foot, foot, and he and he and he puts that out there, like he puts the sounds there. You hear the flip and the flap, and then in, you know in your mind you can hear that <laughs> the foop and the fap. <laughs> it's true, it's, and you think I'm fucking joking, but it's for real, dude. Like you know, if you watch kung fu, the onomatopoeia is on point for this comic. <laughs> exactly, it is, and you and you can hear like in your mind when you're watching the fight scenes on the comic book, you're like. Holy shit! It's I can I can hear the sound from the motion pictures in my head from, so, from reading the book. So tell us one more time for the people in the back. What's the name of it? One more time. The name of the graphic novel uh, slash comic book series is called Infinite Kung Fu. It's written and drawn by the artist named Kagan McLeod. It's actually it's about ten years old. Honestly, it came out in two thousand eleven. That's how long. That's how old. This you know what that means? When it's old, it's easy to get a hold of. You can find it anywhere. Exactly. So I would suggest looking it up. That is my top shelf for the week. Solid it's worth it. Is he Kagan McLeod of the Clan McLeod? <laughs> of the Clan McLeod? McLeod! <laughs> oh, God. Here we go. All right. So. We're not that movie for H. We're going to have to figure that out next time. To the man of the hour. Me. Mr. Goody. You got Goody. What's number? What's what's? What are we watching? Mister M. Here's here's the thing. So uh, my blood is pumping, and uh, my blood vessels like the are song? filling. Like my the blood, song? my blood is, is pumping. My Voodoo and Serrano. I love it. Uh, my blood is pumping. Certain things are getting more and more turgid at the thought of what I'm thinking right now. But actually, it's perfect with you, Bevel. Because I see, I hear your graphic novel, and all I think is, I know Kung Fu. Oh, shit! (laughs) For M, for M, for M, we're going to go for that epic, that movie that just became a cultural uh, tidal wave and a a landmark of the cyberpunk slash uh, martial arts action movie. Whatever, here it is. It's eggplant emoji, eggplant emoji. Eggplant emoji. The Matrix. We are now looking. We're going to watch The Matrix, which came out when I was a senior in high school, nineteen ninety nine. Droplet emoji. Droplet emoji. Oh my god! I am so glad. I mean, don't be wrong. There's lots of good movies out there that are M's, but The Matrix is one hell of a choice. Oh, good choice, Goody. 
good choice. So, it's turgid. It's turgid. <laughs> it's it's such a veiny choice. Oh, veiny. oh, oh man! I'm so yeah. excited. Ridiculous. And it's my boy Keanu. So uh, Keanu. it's perfect. Keanu. So as I've been Keanu. doing on the last couple episodes, if you want to watch it again, justwatch.com. It shows that it is free to stream on Fubo, or you can get it uh, to rent on Amazon, Fandango, Vudu, Apple TV, all kinds of other things. It's even in Redbox. So no excuse. Everybody watch it. Yeah, everybody watch it. We, we, I mean, just we'll be watching it over the next two weeks. We'll go ahead and comment it. We'll take a look at it. We'll try and get as much information as possible. This may be a marathon of an episode. Who knows? Because there's so much to unpack with that motion picture. Oh, don't get me wrong. I'm going to talk about the... What my favorite, and we've talked about it before, my favorite anime of all time is the reason this movie practically exists. What, the Animatrix? No. That, the, and it just came because of this movie. The Animatrix you, came after Oh my god. I know, I know, I know. That's what I said. <laughs> all right, I'll save that for the episode, but man, all right, we'll, good movie. We'll save that. Good movie, good choice, Goody, good choice. So, Matrix. Um, as always, Goody. We we have the uh, we have all, all our necessary quotations. So this week's quotation, of course, fantastic movie, fantastic quotation, fantastic choice. So to send us all off, here is we're gonna do Robert Preston's flick little quote in the motion picture. Greeting, Starfighter. Once again, you have been recruited by the Star League to defend the frontier against who? Zer and the Kodan Armada. Oh, buddy. Everybody, peace out. See you next time. Later. Come on. Later, fellas. <laughs>